Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, uh, this is Michael Adams. Nothing but the truth. Woman's journey to find it. And uh, today we have uh, Pastor George Middleton Jr. Uh, he has a YouTube channel by the same name, and I always enjoy talking with uh, Pastor George. And uh, he has a lot of good things to share. So before we get started, though, we'll look at a little bit at the headline uh, Yahoo headline news. Uh, looks like here uh, well, we have Huffington uh, Post, very first one, see first photos of new royal baby. Royal baby number two arrived uh, in Kensington Palace, confirmed that Catherine, Duchess of uh, Cambridge, gave birth to a little girl Sunday at St. Mary's Hospital. So we hear, once again, more of... Uh, the royal family, one of the royal families, and uh, something you should ask yourself is why is it so important in an independent, sovereign nation that well, that is abandoned its that of uh, royalty and papery, <laughs> popery, so popery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, here we are. And number three, salon. Quote, I just don't believe this anymore, end of quote. Why I abandoned my faith. Salon's really good about attacking uh, Christianity, but you'll find that most times they're actually talking about Roman Catholics and their own experience. Um, now, the next one, Reuters, Baltimore heads into a weekend of rallies after officers charged. So, once again, a few more things about that. Uh, in Baltimore, we're... Me and Pastor George were just talking about Baltimore, actually. Uh, maybe we'll go into more of that. Um, the next one is Assault Lake Tribune. At 87, Mormon leader Thomas S. Munson's feeling the effects of his age. LDS Church says new questions arose about the health of LDS president, also known as the prophet, Thomas S. Monson, when he bypassed a meeting with visiting President Barack Obama. Oh, boy. And as I told you, folks, this year you should be expecting to see a lot more about the Roman Church and the headline news, and it's turning out to be that way. Um, Pope defends Catholic missions, founder, uh, head of... uh, uh, canonization by Steve, this looks like Scherzer, uh, Rome, Rotors, Pope Francis is defended in 18th century Spanish priest on Saturday from accusations he brutalized Native Americans, which, by the way, he did. Next one, <laughs> Mormons 
Oh, yeah, once again, it's still in the top headlines. Well, I mentioned this in last night's show, too. Uh, once again, Salt Lake uh, Tribune, Mormon, founder Joseph Smith, four versions, excuse me, five, four versions of First Vision uh, getting another retelling in 10 languages. And, of course, this is about um, the false claim that he saw um, that it's, um, Jesus and somebody else, maybe the Father, <laughs> in a vision. Or I can't remember which one it was, but whoever it was, uh, was it Moses or something like that? I can't remember now. He grew up there in that church, but he grew up in the uh, Moses grew up in the Pharaoh's church in the Pharaoh's religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Is there anything else worth really? Uh, there's uh, a lot of things about the up and running uh, politics. And more stuff about this uh, uh, Junipero Sierra uh, being canonized and and Pope Francis justifying this murderous man of the past as reasons for canonization. Anyways, I think that's enough. Anyways, how are you doing, my friend? How's it going? Doing well, thank you. And how are you today? Well, as you know, I'm not doing very good. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to, I was supposed to, to, to try to start trying to do some work, uh, maintaining ponds. And I ended up having to call the gal that was very generous with me, allowing me to work with her, and I just said, you know what? I have to be honest with you. I have to, you know, ex- stop operating in denial. Uh, my health is not as good as it. I, I can't make, I can't work a whole day, you know, taking care of ponds, and I. Uh, you know, last year I was able to fight through it, and this year I can't. So I just, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's been kind of uh, a roller coaster ride. It sounds like. Oh yeah, the MS thing is a nightmare. So, and it takes yeah. all it takes all my energy just taking care of my son and uh, maintaining fighting the MS and trying to do the <clears throat> show. I just don't really have enough energy to. You know, I, I'm a guy that is just always. I'm a blue collar guy, so I'm not used to. Not working, so but I yeah, you're like me. You like to work, and your body says no, you can't. And you're sitting there going, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I'm 47. I got MS. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, somebody jokingly told me one time, it's just God's way of telling you to slow down and take a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, that certainly uh, is a way of going about it. So, I mean, yeah. I, there's been blessings because of it too, like you said. So, yeah, or like there's, there's always is. I'm able to do more for God, even though still be able to work, but God provides time and ability for me to minister more through it. And that's with my disabilities. So I I understand pain and suffering in a way that most people don't. I understand that. I'm very impressed by you because you have all things you've gone through in life and you still fight a good fight. So, you know, I do my best. I do what God tells me to do and try to live the way God has commanded us all to live. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but like we were saying about the Baltimore thing, and we were discussing it at one time there, and, you know, it, it all has ties. The same thing as we were talking before, the last interview we had with you, I was talking about NLP and the um, anchoring phase of everything. We touched a little bit on the eye movement. Uh-huh. And that's what the last video I just put up last week was. It was about eye movements. 
And I come across some really interesting information on that. And with that today, I'd like to share a little bit of it, is that all colleges, all elementary school, high school, uh, junior high, even, even preachers and pastors that go through theological seminaries, all are required to take a course in LLP. Mm-hmm. And it's been like this for well over 20 years. And we see the same fear, the fear programming, and the Baltimore thing as we've seen in the others, if we were discussing that. And they're all to pull up. You start seeing the same violent images. You think back in the past, you see Columbine. Uh, every one of them, and you said it earlier, Mike, I think you said Je- uh, Jesuit enclaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. That's right. Both Baltimore, uh, New York, uh, Boston, um, uh, Ferguson, uh, Oakland, uh, California, and then you were mentioning others, and then we're just like, <clears throat> they seem to have, um, for some reason, they keep happening in these uh, Catholic-dominated cities, so <laughs> something to, to tell us. It tells us something, at least, about who might be influencing a major influence in our society. Um, and you look at, like you say, that uh, uh, fear-mongering and all this stuff. You look at the riots, too. You know how um, yep. it's clear that what happened was is that they let it happen. They instigated it. They being uh, they, you know, the police now. And that, you know, we got you know That's the Blue Lodge, controlled yep. by Roman Catholics. <laughs> yep. It's a fraternal uh, order of police, sir. <laughs> allowed this to happen, and there's a reason for it. <laughs> well, sure. I think part of it, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was an opportunity. You know, there's it's all these things, whether it's the Boston, the, the phony Boston bombing a- incident, yeah. uh, whatever it be, there's multiple reasons for it. They don't just do it for one particular reason. Exactly. But you guys, you could break it down in, in, uh, in a very simplistic way of looking at it would be uh, using fear to control the masses, right? And so it's right. and uh, it, like you're going back now, imagery and violence. Um, yep. How those the, the violent images, the kids, you know, breaking the, yep. you know, burning the police mm-hmm. cars, smashing the cars, having these yeah. young punks. Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, they let the young punks run wild. They let them do it. Yep. It's, you know, there's, it's, with that amount of armament, that amount of guns, that amount of SWAT teams, that amount of everything, yeah, they, could, you know, they could have stopped that just like that. And they could have even used water cannons. They could have done anything. I mean, they got so much stuff, you know what, they could do whatever they want. They let, right. those, they let those kids run riot and make a mess of their neighborhood. And That's the economy and the community. Because what, 90% was destroyed? The businesses. Yeah. Yeah, well, right. I would not be surprised in the end of the day. This is what I brought up in one of my shows this week. I said, do not be surprised from my experience of what happened in Chicago and Detroit, very similar situations, what they end up doing after they let them torch all these businesses. Uh, people are forced to now, they're going to be forced to move out of their community. Because yeah. you know what? They don't have anywhere to buy food. And they exactly. have nowhere. <laughs> And so next thing you know, in five years, ten years' time, there's going to be all these... Uh, it's an engineered destabilization. What do they call it? Gentrification, this whole thing of... Uh, they're going to tear it all down or rebuild it and make it all... Uh, yeah, redevelop it. Yeah, for uh, uh, 
middle class, quote unquote middle class, uh, white collar worker families, that kind of thing. Yep. So you know, to get rid of them, and that's what the whole they they don't, they don't even realize what's happening to them. Yeah, exactly. And the problem exactly. is, is they don't sit down because they're too busy watching television. Uh, busy sticking their children in front of the television while they're on Facebook. Right. It's the ostrich head in the sand mentality. If I don't see it, if I keep my head in the sand long enough, the danger's going to pass. Well, I think it's even worse than that. I think they're they're not paying attention to the reality. They don't have God in their life. Amen. Amen. You know what it is? So these kids are being told in the get-go, listen, don't ever get involved with this stuff. You're being exploited. Yeah. Don't be involved in burning down those shops because guess what? Then mommy and daddy can't feed you. Yep. They don't see the consequences. They're not taught the consequences of their actions. No. And of course, you know, the, the average middle, you know, the average suburban kid doesn't. Latchkey. Yep. The parents aren't there all the time because they're working. Uh, that's the actual blue collar workers. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say that there's, it, it's people, especially uh, these ethnic groups, they have to accept the fact that there is discrimination that goes on and what that really is. Yep. And it's not you and I. The average Joe, uh, white guy, is not discriminating against the average black guy. And let's face it, we can care less whether you're black, white, or purple. We don't care. Yep. We're the same lot as everyone else. The problem is, is that you go focus on, you know, who are the people? Why would they do what they do as far as instigating this violence, getting these kids, motivating these kids to burn down um, the buildings, you know, or whatever. It's because they want to get rid of them, and they're going to get rid of them. They're going to move them to somewhere else, and they don't even realize what's happening to them. It's an engineered relocation is what it really boils down to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Get rid of the the ghettos in in our societies. Uh, those people don't deserve, and this is, and it's unfortunate that their mentality is, is, these are dogs under our feet, not worthy of the scraps that we even drop off our table. And that's the elitist mentality in the way that they treat the, the poor class folk. Absolutely. And, and it's what it boils down to. But how do they do it and accomplish it is really, really, really evil. And we were talking about that before, with, even with NLP. If you look at NLP, um, the last video I just did on it, is I talked about eye movements, and there's some key factors in eye movements that I didn't even know it, but I'm watching a new show, and I start thinking about this incident, this incident, and it just starts triggering more of this looking back and remembering things. Uh-huh. And I, I was wondering what it was, why I would do this, and it was almost like uncontrollably impulsive. And I was trying to, and then I discovered, as we were uh, ta- researching, uh, researching um, NLP, I come to Eye Movements, which was my next installment on it. And right here on the um, their page here at NLPU.com in the archives, Mike. Uh huh. And I'm going to send you a link over there. Oh, no, I got it right now. Let's, hold on a second. I, I got the archives. I got it from your website. Where are we at now? Okay, we're going to, under archives, let me um, go back here so I can give you the right directions. You're going to go into archives, and you're going to go to I-anchoring, I-movements, and NLP. Okay. And then we're going to scroll down, because this is kind of interesting. And you look here, it's the first set of bold print on the page. 
Uh, eyes up and left. Up, yep. Eyes and right. Okay. Then they got the yep. little diagram of the the uh, arrow sticking out. Looks like yeah. the guy got himself shot from behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I joke about with that. But if you look, what does it say? The first thing that eyes up and left does, it triggers remembered imagery. And then the second one is constructed imagery and visual fantasy. Okay. Now this is upright. Yeah, so they'll roll their eyes to the left, and then they'll roll their eyes to the right. Uh, it's that subtle. But then you look down, and all of a sudden now they're looking left, or they're looking straight right. And look at them two. Remember sounds, words, and tape loops? And then you discriminate who said it. And then you've got the dominant hand in this ear of audio pro- auditory processing or constructed sounds and words. Every one of these movements, there's eight movements there, Mike. And these eight movements are used in an average of 30 seconds of video. It is that quick. A 30-second huh. news clip will have all eight of these movements in there. And it will re-trigger you to bring you back to a certain memory. And it will trigger a certain memory. And then if you go over to Google Image Search, I use, and for lack of a better one, because there's more images on 9-11 than anything else, is you look at the pictures that they're still promoting on Google, on imagery, and it's all the ones, the burning ones, are pretty much the dominant top half of the search uh, of 9-11. It's all the images. So even even the way that they place the images in Google of 9-11, they'll have a random one where the building is people jumping out of the building and things like that, and they'll have we'll never forget, things like that. But the predominant one, are the ones of the planes hitting the building. The first 10 are nothing but on Google Images of the plan, of the Twin Towers burning. Uh, everyone says, oh, that's just a coincidence. You're looking into it too far. But if you look, it's even with any tragedy, it's all the sadness. It's all the fear. It, it, and it's engineered that way. And this is why a 30-second 30 30 news clip triggers this. Well, also in video games, even textbooks, have a subliminal, subliminal uh, anchoring technique within them. Okay. And it, they're, they're accessed. Once they've got you with the anchored method, now they're going to keep bringing it back to you so you keep being in, a, in fear, and they use the eye movements to do so. Interesting. And they'll do it. You won't even be thinking about something, but they're all of a sudden like the, bulk, the, the recent one here. Uh, we were talking about it, that if you keep going backwards, I had to think for a minute there about Oliverhurst, Eric Houston. And th- that was one of the very first school shootings that's never mentioned and never talked about. And a lot of people don't even know about Eric Houston or what the whole story was. I was a few years, I think I was three years older than Eric, and went to the high school with him. And, yeah, it was ramp full of bu- bullying. I, I consider that one still, even though it's an Irish Catholic enclave, I still consider that one to be a legitimate school shooting, but you don't hear about it. They don't mention it because it wasn't a staged event. But the ones that are staged events, they're rapidly publicized, they're mass, mass, mass repeated, and everything's in loops. And you, we all know 9-11. You remember the plane kept, they kept looping the picture of the plane, hitting the building, hitting the building, hitting the building. Well, we remember that because they keep triggering it by their movements. When they show us other violent scenes, we go, well, what do we do? What do we do? And 
and like I said a minute ago, the ostrich head in the sand. They they want you to look at it as oh, it's just another tragic terrorist event or another tragic event. What do we do? We pick up the pieces. But you got Rodney King. Uh, we don't see much about the Rodney King beatings anymore. They don't even mention it anymore. The L.A. riots. Um, back in the 90s there when Rodney King was beaten, Brian Denny, the truck driver, was ripped out of his truck and beat up. Um, that was all part of the fear programming. They could have stopped that. They could have stopped that one even. But nobody ever talks about that L.A. riot when it was the Rodney King being beat up by the cops. Yeah. And, uh, see, that's why I said it, it brings back so much of this, is seeing this new riot. If I've seen all this before, and I was trying to figure out where, and I was putting my heads together here, and we're talking about it, and everything. I mean, all these riots have all triggered pretty much since, 9, uh, since Rodney King up to 9-11-01, this was going on uh, as a precursor to what's going on now. Hmm. And these all are staged and all connected because every one of them got worldwide news coverage. You want to see a PSYOP, it'll always have worldwide news coverage. When it's an, in, when it's an actual legitimate event, it will not have worldwide coverage. It'll have a quick mention maybe on national news, but it'll never have world news coverage. And that's how you can find out what the Jesuits are trying to promote. Um, and that's that, like we said before, it's, it's a total, total Babylonic society. And, but they use this, these uh, psychological weapons. I did. I think I did send you over the book that they um, quote in this section of NLP called The Principles of Psychology by William James. I think you might. Well, Matt, I know we talked about it. I don't know if I actually saw the book. I don't know oh, it would have been a PDF. All right. I'll, send you, I'll have to send you a PDF of it. But oh. um, <laughs> there's a section in here on page 193. That really brought my attention to something, so let me see if I can drop it over here in Skype for you. I love being able to drag and drop things. <laughs> <clears throat> this is the engineer of the eye movement technique back in 1890. Uh, we talked about it before with Charles Fennell doing the mental and the anchoring methods come from Charles Fennell. Uh, but this is where a lot of the techniques, Pavlov's dogs, we were talking about Pavlov's dogs and stuff too, how he got them where he rang a bell, where he just walked in the room after a while, they were conditioned to just drool. Um, well, it's like, you know, the, the Jesuit society is actually using the America, uh, the people of the world as dogs in their their grand design experiment. <clears throat> well, yeah, well, that certainly seems to be the case. Uh, it would be interesting, because um, like now you're talking about like this NLP eye patterns and movement. Yep. And I know that I've seen something like this uh, somewhere either on the Internet or television about how to spot a liar type of thing. Yes. So... Uh, uh, I know I did it in the teaser too, Mike. Um, I did it in the NLP teaser video. Uh -huh. is I showed the clip of the, the news article 
and it looked like they were arguing back and forth, the um, conspiracy theorist and the news guy. Uh, We made the joke about it before, and it's been a while, but even on that one where the guy was made to look like a total whack, Uh they had planted it in in the people's head. I don't want to be like that guy. I thought it was crazy. I want to be normal. And that that goes back to your five basic needs of like, love, and accepted and trusted. Um, And and thought to be a good person. Well, they, they do that too as well as group planning. That's known as group planting or group anchoring. They could use the media to anchor groups of people on moss in large groups of people at one time to to think the same way, do the same thing. We all know about subjective advertising and subliminal advertising. And, oh, it's illegal. Then why do they still do it? It's because they found a way to program mass people at once without... Well, <laughs> It's it's illegal for you and I, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's not illegal exactly. for them. Corporate states of America. Yeah. <laughs> but I just say, you know, it just when we when we look into NLP and we look into these things about NLP, Mike, we see how they're using these techniques, and that's the goal of, of me exposing NLP is to show the weapons they are using on our children how they're brainwashing children into violence, how they're manipulating people into proverbially running and hiding in fear of, of these terrorists. And uh, you, you were talking about how to spot a liar. How about the other one, how to spot a terrorist? That was an ad that was going on for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and you, you brought that to mind when you said how to spot a liar. Well, it brings up the one, how to spot a terrorist. And he, and they're like, well, he don't look like Osama bin Laden. He looks like the guy next door and all this. And, you know, you look at some of the people that they're focusing on, and they're just people that are tired of being bullied. Uh, they, they single out the people that are most likely to react when somebody corners them. And, you know, and that's, that's what happens is a lot of times they, re, they look for the ones that are easy to set off, and they target them as the escape goes. Uh, Pennsylvania shooting, that ain't been mentioned lately either. The trooper shooting. And that was, what, three months ago that that guy shot those um, shot those uh, state troopers right at the barracks. Oh, yeah. A a few months ago or a year or so ago? Yeah, almost a year now, but it might be a little bit longer. But yeah, um, you don't see much mention about that one either. See, now that's a legitimate terrorist event. I thought for a while there it was a PSYOP. I still say it's still a psyop to further sever the gun rights. And but it's the fact that the way that even happened, they don't mention it, but you, you think about it when you start connecting the dots of how they're doing it to destabilize societies and communities. Well, we all know that it, the welfare is not this benevolent program. Food stamps and welfare benefits aren't to stabilize a family. Once you're in the system, it's imp- almost impossible to get off of it. Uh, oh, so. yeah. I, absolutely. I, I'm a living example of that. I can't believe I ever uh, fell into it, but I did. We all did. I'm guilty of it, too. <laughs> I never thought I'd end up beyond disability, so here I am, and it's a nightmare. It really is. It's, I guess you're in the way, yeah, I, I guess I'm grateful that I have that little bit, but I also, you know, the fact of the matter is I've been... Every time I've tried to break away from it, 
I've been punished. So. Yeah, exactly. You make $1 over the allowed amount, and they take a 60% of your check. Um, they do these things, and it's not going to help you keep, stay on your feet and to provide for you. You know, a lot of people, we pay in, we pay in, we pay in to this system that's supposed to be there for when we get to a point where we can't work, and they criminalize you for asking for it. Um, when you pay into the system, you get criminalized. But a guy that says, oh, the guy's perfectly healthy, if you tell him, pick up sticks, he'll pick up sticks. If you want him to push a lawnmower, he can push a lawnmower. Right. But because he can't read, it was given to them. It was to further destabilize the uh, money that was intended for the people that legitimately need it. They're giving it to people that don't legitimately need it. They just don't want to work. <clears throat> and my grandfather used to pick on me all the time and called it, uh, I don't want to work disorder. <laughs> That's what he called He called the uh, disability check. It's, it's for people with an I don't want to work disorder. And it was actually designed for a politician's kid. That whole whole invention of Social Security was actually for politicians' children. That's what its original design was around. But how did they get it to approve it to Congress and to the citizens? Well, how do you do it? Well, it's for people with disabilities. We got to take care of them. We got to be benevolent so that the government is taking care of them. And the first the first thing that Congress has done with that money is abuse it and take it right out of the coffers and subvert it to other programs and other benefits for Congress and for Senate. And a lot of people didn't realize it, but it was all engineered. And that's the point I'm getting at. Everything has a process to get it to approve. Well, we had that, uh, what was it, back in the 70s? I think it was the 70s when we had the um, gas crisis, the gas rations. I know it's before our time, Mike, but we had the gas rationing. I mean, we were probably little kids when that happened or just before. Well, 70s. 70s. Yeah. I, was, I was a little kid, so. Yeah, I was too, and I can remember always mom pulling up in the long line gas station. When we had, even then we had billions of reserve, billions in reserve of fuel. But because of OPEC, it forced the crash. Supposedly we were supposed to know, even the media back then, oh, it's got to be OPEC. It's got to be these foreign oil companies. When Bush, Reagan, all of them that had big oil money, coming in are the reason we had the destabilization. And a lot of people don't realize how much Reagan had to do with it. But he did. He had a lot to do with that um, before he was even president. But a lot of people don't realize that everything has a process. But what's the quickest way to get people to capitulate to something? That's the best word without force. And that's to create fear and mass panic around them. And, to pro and just keep dumping fear on them until, well, I guess the government's going to have to pass a law. Well, when they pass a law, we're going to vote yes on it. We've seen this too many times. <clears throat> but it, it's, a, it's a utopian Catholic society. That's the best way to put it. They do not want Jesuit. They don't want Jews. They don't want Christians in their little world or their little bubble. And, and that's that's what it boils down to. And they're they're directing all the fear towards people with Jewish names, people with Catholic strong, anti-Catholic views. 
but they can they can program it. But if you go to page one ninety three in that PDF, Mike, okay, um, you you'll kind of laugh if I read you the title. But this is what you just sent me, right? Yep, that's the um, principles of psychology. Mind you, this was written by William James in eighteen ninety. Let's see. Let's see if that's it. I'm getting at. No. Okay. That's not it. <laughs> Is that it? Yes, that's it. I found it. Okay, you want 193, huh? Yes. Uh, at the top of the page, you're going to th- see five words that are really going to make stand out when it pops up. Uh, the methods and snares of psychology. Yes, that's the chapter's name. Okay. Now, you come down, it has five or seven little items in there, and that's what I wanted to get at. They're numbered. Okay, general descriptions of the methods of experimental psychology would be instructive to one unfamiliar with the instances of their application. So we will waste no words upon the attempt. (laughs) The principal fields of experimental experimentation so far have been one okay the connection of conscious states with their physical conditions including the whole of brain physiology and the recent minutely cultivated physiology of these sense organs together with what is technically known as psychophysics or the law of the correlation and the reason I wanted to bring up these seven is this is how NLP and eye movements work okay they have done the brain mapping since the 1890s. As you can see in this, this is from 1890. Pardon my animals. Oh, that's okay. That's how the show is. Every every show this week, either my kid's been on it or somebody else's kid that's on it or somebody's dog. or It's all right. <laughs> I apologize, folks. <laughs> or a bird. It's all right. I don't, no, I don't. It's just life, man. It's all yeah. right. But see, the connect, but see, this is why I was talking about it. Is they use, this is how they designed and refined NLP to what it is and why it's so effective. If they took these, these psychologists from back in the 1800s, 1912 with Charles now, they took part of their work and focused on one subset of their work, refined it into a weapon. They're weaponizing what these scientists were experimenting on and these psychologists were experimenting on back in their day, the, the parts that work. So they're not having to do as much work to get the same result. And right. That's what it is. This year, I mean, uh, William James was really a failure in psychology. He really was. He was a diehard atheist and a Rosicrucian Mason. Well, he was, was he a diehard atheist? I thought he was really, in, William James was into spirituality. and uh, he, he, A different yeah. type of spirituality. Well, like, he yeah, was, he was into the... Uh, uh, what new age nonsense. New age Zen, yeah. Into Zen Buddhism is the best word for it. But right. yeah, but he was into the anti of God. He was one hundred percent totally that man is. He was the type of person because of his birth defects. He blamed God, and he blamed he 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 would never come to the conclusion that because he was born with these disabilities, that God had a plan for him. Interesting. Well, I know one thing. He's very famous for the varieties of religious experiences. Yes, he is. And by the way, is a uh, ex 
AA member, I can tell you that that, <laughs> that book in particular was very much uh, a recommended reading. Yeah. So that the whole idea. I think they changed it, though. I think that the, something about the varieties of spiritual experiences, like that, I think they might change it. Maybe it's still a religious experience, but anyways, the whole idea there is that, you know, yeah, AA is a big proponent of all this. Yeah. The, uh, they are using it as well. It is part of the psychology. Oh, yeah. Uh, they try to say, well, we got to get in the brain of an alcoholic. Well, to get into the brain of an alcoholic is to look at their past. If you really want to see, because everyone, every alcoholic that I've ever met has had a bad history. Um, some grew up in affluent homes, but there was nothing there, no love, no guidance, no structure. And that's the roots of a lot of, of the society's issues today. It's because of that, the lack of those parental instructions. And without God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit between them, then mother and father in the same home. Uh, there's no stabilization, and we talked about that before, is without stabilization, a child is never going to be pointed in the right direction. And it's clear in what they're doing, but if you go back to Grand Theft Auto, you, one, of the, one of the things is you got to go beat up somebody and kill them. Uh, you, it, you're, you, the whole mentality is guns, 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 violence, violence, violence. Yep. Well, we see this in cartoons. Uh, all the way back to Looney Tunes, even into Walt Disney cartoons. Yosemite Sam, rooting his tooting to shoot this cowboy on the west to the Pico. I think that's what it was. Hmm. And I was discussing with Brother Wakeus there uh, how violent nursery rhymes were. And a lot of people don't realize how homicidal a lot of the nursery rhymes that kids grew up were. Oh, they still, <laughs> still are. Yeah. But if you take, um, I, for example, and I'm, I'm not t- toting Mother Goose here, guys. But um, if you take it, Peter, Peter Pumpkin Eater had a wife and couldn't keep her. Then he put her in a pumpkin shell and kept her very well. That right there is murdering his wife and baking her in a pie. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's blatantly obvious. But it sticks with you. And that's part of the systematic programming. Right. Because you, you remember it. Like, I just rolled it off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, it's just these things have stuck with me since kids, and I realized how violent they were as as studying NLP. I'm like, oh, forgive me for ever teaching my nieces and nephews this. For, forgive me for teaching my children this, because I never had grasped how violent these and homicidal some of these were. It's just like Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. There's a reason for it. All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. And he fell off the wall. He was an egg. He's going to shatter. <laughs> but it's it's symbology. It really is. The egg is. If you look at pagan culture, an egg is set is is considered the um, goddess of life, or the beginning of life in pagan culture. So anything with symbology like that is, it's the ending or beginning of life. And with the egg falling to the ground, and the reason they set it the way they did, is to program that visualization into the children's head of an egg falling off a wall. Hmm. Uh, or that pagan culture of the egg. Don't drop your your egg. Don't drop your life. In that sense, and, but it's all implanting of certain religious studies. Interesting. And, uh, it's all it boils down to um, what is it? Esotericism and Gnosticism. It really does. But each one of these uh, violent 
nursery rhymes are programming a secondary thought in the child's head. Then you go to the, what's that big fake thing that's been going on for centuries, the wrestling. WWE, whatever it is, WWF, WWE, ECW, all these wrestling programs that McMahon is part of. Uh, by the way, we all know McMahon is Roman Catholic. That <laughs> okay. McMahon is. So Vince McMahon is Roman Catholic. The whole family is that start that founded it. So a lot of people, and we all know he's, a, he's an elitist, very much so. But his whole thing is this is entertainment. This is entertainment. Uh, beating the brains out of somebody's entertainment, choke slamming somebody to the ground, jump, uh, pile driving them into a, into paralysis. That's not entertainment. That's just uh, exhibited violence, and that's they're doing it for a reason. They're establishing that violent tendency in our children. The right. reason. Well, the that's reason, a, that's what I was thinking. Is you're bringing up all this stuff is that. It, it's exploiting human nature. The truth of the matter yeah. is, if we look at the scriptures, like the Bible, we, you know, uh, we are. It's, whether we like to admit it or not, even those of us who believe in Jesus Christ and like to think there were something that, you know, we are immune to the whole idea of violence and the killing. And uh, the truth of the matter is, we're not. And um, we are, you know, we are wicked. That's what we need to say here. That's what we need. Uh, I know that sounds pretty extreme for maybe some people to hear. I say, well, I, I've never, you know, the more I think about myself, because, you know, I don't really think about killing people, but I'm sure if I was put in a situation, I'm sure if I, uh, I remember as a kid, you know, uh, playing, going to the arcade and shooting planes and all that kind of stuff. And you know what I mean? Uh, shoot yeah. down, you know, what was that, uh, that one uh, Galactica or whatever it was? Yeah, uh, Galaga. Yeah, the lager, yep. Or whatever. And Missile command. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, we started out that way. Now it's all, you know, it literally is graphic and people getting shot in blood and everything else. Like uh, Call of Duty. It's uh, it's exploitation of us, uh, the the dark side. So if you don't have God, you're not ra- you're raising a, a godless home, a godless society, you're more likely to what? Fall into that violence. Right, kill. And what has this country been designed for? Killing. Killing. And that's right. To do, to, especially in this past generation, they're they're raising a bunch of violent killers who'll be willing to uh, be 19 years old and go join the, you know, the Pope's army or Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. They go kill some people for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what, this is what this country, that's what I, I, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me the only thing that keeps this country going at this point as far as it allows it even to exist is the fact that uh, we're willing to fight these people proxy wars. And once the society decides not to do that, well then, because it's not, it's not the, it's nothing else is propping us up. You know, everything yeah, else yeah, is, the roundup begins. And when, when, <laughs> When enough people say, no, we're not going to do it, that's when the roundup is going to begin. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize what I mean by the roundup. That's the imprisonment of those that refuse to obey the Pope. Now, that's their ultimate goal is one world government. That's, that's the end result. That's the end game. Uh, but how do, we, how do they get there? Okay, we see the same violence coming up in England, uh, Germany, again, France. We, we see these world events coming about, Iran, Iraq. Well, it's, it's uh, global because it's human nature, yeah. first of all. It's just exploiting our 
our wickedness. Uh, no, you, we all, we've already established before that the Roman Catholics invented Mu- Mu- uh, Muhammad. Oh, yeah. Uh, engineered Muhammad in the whole um, religion of Islam. Yep. But um, edifying others, was, I was talking to him, and he goes like this. I said, I was talking about, uh, I had done a video called Heavy Pager Phone Bill. And he kind of laughed, and he says, I want you to look up something in the Bible. And it's knowing the voice of God. Uh, you know, that's, that's what it comes to, is knowing and hearing the voice of God. And, and it's amazing that if you take the word voice in Greek, it's phone. Sorry about the noise. There's a guy with a Harley driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, it's the, the word voice. The word voice is phone in, in Greek. And a lot of people don't realize that we get the root word of telephone from that same word. Hmm. And uh, rather edifying others, you know, we, we have become deprogrammed from the voice of God. We all know the Pope believes he's God incarnate. Oh, absolutely. I, in fact, <laughs> I, just to let you know, uh, in a couple of shows back, I found an article in the headline, Yahoo headline news called the Pope joking saying he's Jesus number two. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's, that, that, that's not a reflection of who the Pope really is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they, and, you know, I was never Catholic, so I can't be a Protestant. <laughs> but I am a Re- Reformation pastor. Right. And I, I, I have to stand on that, that I've never – I've been called a proddy before. I kind of laughed at him when they called me that. Because how can you be a Protestant if you never were <laughs> a Catholic to begin with? But right. we know God's voice, and we hear God's voice, and it, and it changes who we are as a person, 100%. And as we get grow in Christ in our journey to get to God, as you call it, one man's journey to understand the truth. Right. <clears throat> but the only way you can is have God as the center of your focus, and and not allowing these. And God has a miracle way of keeping you from falling into the traps of life. He seems to. He certainly does. <laughs> because we see the snake for what it is. Yeah. When you're in tune with God, you're going to see the snake at your door. You're going to see that uh, serpent there waiting to attack. And that's why I brought up that Aaron John. I believe it's John 30, 30, but, uh, or John 10. Uh, I'm just trying to... I got a really small screen today for some reason on my laptop. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it decided to go small on me today, but it did. Yeah, it's actually John 10, uh, verse 4. Uh, or verse 3 is what I found it as. Yeah, verse 1 through where I found that definition of voice. is It comes to this scripture here in John 10. Okay. Verse 1. And that's where I want to, I'll just share it with you guys, and if that's okay with you, Mike. Of course it is. All right, and just like, you don't you get caught up there. <laughs> uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is a shepherd, is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know i got to try to get my computer to move here, and my dog's sticking her nose over the mouse. 
he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and a stranger will they not, will not follow, but will flee from him, from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And see, that's, that's part of being a Christian, is to know what God's voice is. And the, the demonics of the Pope, that's why we see him as a demon. But so many people are so desensitized and so misled that they follow this false deity. Oh, yeah, they think he's the greatest thing since Swiss cheese. And we were just talking about, and this comes back to, um, back to the NLP. It really all comes back to the NLP as their weapon. They've, uh, I, I make the comment about, have you ever seen how they dock a ship? Uh, uh, you've got a bow rope, you've got a stern rope, and you've got several on the side. Okay. The port side of the ship, they have several extra ropes that they tether the ship to the dock to keep it from moving. Well, how do they get the eye movements and the anchoring to stick to a person's mind? Well, they got to tether it. So these little fear, these fear attacks, like the, and that's where the um, fear comes into play. They're fearing is the way that they're tethering the imagery to you. The uh, sound you heard, the plane, the plane, the plane. Uh, it was this one kid, Eric Lander, whatever his name was, that did the um, Sandy Hook. You notice they always target one specific individual as the focal of everything? Uh, there's a reason they use one passing. It's easier to convince somebody that it was one person acting alone than it is to convince them just 9-11, though. They used how many terrorists? <laughs> how many aircraft? Uh, but they use them, and they use this fear to plan in your mind the, what they're telling you on the news. It had to be this person. It had to be Al-Qaeda. It had to be Al-Qaeda. It had to be Al-Qaeda. <clears throat> it, it was one person doing all the shooting. But then you go back and you look at the audio tapes of the early ones that people were smart enough, and it was amazing that people were awake back then during Sandy Hook. <laughs> There's recordings that we're, we're chasing one up the hill. We're chasing one over here. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, but then they quickly go back to one person doing it alone. Yeah. Oklahoma. Remember the um, federal building bombing? Who did they focus on? One person, Timothy McVeigh. Because he had military career. He had military training. They use, uh, then you go back further, Kennedy, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, and the gun that they um, picked was the gun that he he owned. That he would have been fluent in shooting. But they have a way to tether people to uh, fear so well. But how do they perfect it? That's the, that's the root of the NLP study, is studying this weapon. How do they perfect it? But they stole bits and pieces from all these esoteric uh, Rosicrucian Catholic Masons. Um, they used their psychology, and they found what he was experimenting on. Wow, this could be effective in this. We could put this on the air. We can have them doing these techniques. But how do we get a group of reporters to do the same thing? How do we get a group of teachers to teach the same thing and teach the same way? Well, we give them a course that they're required to take, which gets their children to listen. Because I bet you I bet you, there's not a teacher out there that says, little Johnny won't listen. He is such a disruptive kid. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's just using a general analogy. Um, we all have that one kid that's in the in there when the teacher's trying to teach us going, why? Why do you believe that? 
or I don't believe that way. That's not what my parents said. That's not what was in our my mother's history books. That's not what she taught us. And what does the teacher do to rebut what this little one's doing? Sends them out of the class into detention, calling them a disruption to the class. Or, well, your mother taught you wrong. This is what you're supposed to know. And then they start using NLP on your child and psychology on your child. When they find out your child is not going to follow blindly to what you say. And that's the engineer tactics they use. Is we've all seen the little Johnny get kicked out of class jokes. So, but that's really what it boils down to is when you start questioning as a child or even as a college student, <laughs> you, you find out that if you refuse to take evolution as a course because it violates your, your beliefs, then I can't say religious beliefs because Christianity to me is not a religion, it's a relationship. Right. So I can't call it a religion. So when they violate my uh, beliefs that I believe in all my heart, then I can't take a part in it. But I just I wanted to give you a good laugh. I'm going to switch back over to the article of the month, and it's scroll down a little bit. They've got like seven more there. And it's funny if you look at a couple of them, and it kind of made me laugh when I seen it. It's number two there at the end of it. It says, imagine an outline of yourself as you might look from six feet above us and see it turning into a city skyline. Can you imagine the top half of a toy dog on the bottom half of a green hippopotamus? You see how they trigger that by what they ask? Where is this at now? <laughs> uh, under archives again, under the eye movement page. Okay, where is it exactly? Eye movement, the use it, where's the imagine? Okay, scroll down further. It's past the smiley face with the arrows coming out of the Sure, eye. representational system. Where, uh, okay. okay, it'll be the next section of with bold lettering in it. It's down below basic NLP eye accessing cues. It's just below that set, that smiley face. Does it say it is important to keep uh, to keep in mind? Is that where you're at? I'm looking. I think you went. We're still under um, article of the month. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a bit in NLP. Uh, you had, we were just on that same page a minute ago. Um, where it said eyes up and left, and you see the smiley face with the arrows, and it says basic and out by IQs. Uh-huh. And then right below it says this pattern appears to be constant for right-headed people throughout the human race. Okay. Okay, if you look right down below it, it says, yeah, to, to explore the relationship. Okay. Okay. So we're caught up now? Yeah. Yeah, look at, look at number two, which is visual construction. Okay. And that's what I was just talking about. Imagine an outline uh, of yourself as you might look from six feet above us and then see it turning into a city skyline. I mean, what kind of weird trigger is that? But um, can you imagine the top half of a toy dog on the bottom half of a green hippopotamus? <laughs> but you see, but it boils down. It made you laugh. That's, that's the whole point of it. So they, they desensitize you to the weapons you're using right. by making it so, so ridiculous in the way they do it. But then um, if you look down below, can you think, uh, auditory, remember to think, can you think of your favorite songs? How about the think of sound clapping? Or how does your car's engine sound? See, they're using these. If you look at this is how they're, they're training their workers. This is the actual training that they're using to solidify their training methods within their workers. Hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. But then you go up and then you think about 9-11. Okay, tape loops. 
Yeah, you look at the tape loops, the plane, the plane, the plane. Sure. The terrace, the terrace, the terrace, the Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. You understand how their eyes moving will trigger these thoughts. But what's their goal? We already know what their goal is. We've discovered that years ago. was the Catholic control of this world. Right. And rising to power. And we already knew the Catholics were involved. We know it's a Babylonian trigger. But um, I, I did a Google image search, and there's actually one of the things that they focused on was a little boy at the 9-11 memorial. And he's, <laughs> he's sitting on his butt at the memorial and praying. Uh, how benevolent does that look? You know what I mean? Yeah. A little kid holding his hands together. I mean, this kid has to be around four or five years old. Not much more. But that's that's an emotional trigger. We see a child sitting on his bottom in front of a memorial. Well, we we tend to start relaxing our guard. The option the object is to disarm by once we're angry, then disarm us from our anger and direct it at somewhere else instead of listening to where it actually came from. But we were talking and then they go back to video games. Well, I do want to get back on that subject because you were talking about where you're shooting things out of the shooting um, people. Um, that's one of the video games you're shooting spaceships out of the sky. Um, Galaga or a little yeah. aliens. Sure. <laughs> well, then how about this one? Have you noticed that we have had the increase in drones in our own country? Oh yeah, they even even the Pope has his own drone. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's the thing is, where did they learn to fly drones? A lot of people don't realize a lot of video games have had drone flying, remotely flying aircraft in it for the last 20 years. They've been promoting games with these planes being remotely controlled. The James Bond video game uh, had a a drone flying in that. See, a lot of people don't realize that that's how these guys are getting the the pilot's license to fly drones. It's because they already have experience because of the video games that they're selling. Right. They're looking for those that are gamers. If you went to, um, I don't know about the new recruitment thing, but I know when I was back in 91, 92, when I tried to get in the Marines, that's a sad subject. But um, but when I tried to get in the Marines, uh, they asked the one questionnaire before I even took the ASFAB or the OCS, and I kind of get a laugh out of it. It is, do you like to play video games flying aircraft? This was right in this questionnaire back in 91. Do you, do you play video games with a lot of aircraft flying in them? They asked certain questions. Do you like sniper video games? And it was just basically on your, your hobbies. And it was a survey basically to see where you would, what your thoughts were on certain games and certain types of games. And, and, uh, and we wonder why. Now we got drones flying in our backyard. It makes sense now why they asked the questions. Back then, it was just, yeah, random questions. Yes, no, yes, no. I mean, we must have sounded, a lot of them must have sounded like a bunch of nuts. But, but they do use these techniques to program. Because <clears throat> uh, back in 97 or 91, 92, it was the first Gulf War. We hear we heard about um, Saddam Hussein about how he was causing all the oil crises, how he was invading Kuwait, 
we have to save Kuwait from this evil dictator. And that's generally what was being pushed at the time, if you remember. <clears throat> you were probably just a few years older than me. You're a few years older than me, I think four or five. <coughs> Pardon me. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, is they were pushing the evil dictator had to be ousted. He's got, he, he's got nukes. He's going to send nukes our way if we don't get rid of them. And what was the real reason for nine, for uh, that Gulf War was really oil control. Because if Saddam Hussein had control of the oil in that area, generally, uh, it'd be a bigger bargaining chip for him hmm. <clears throat> to use against the U.S. to stop the U.S. from playing Big Brother. <clears throat> Pardon me, dry throat all of a sudden. Oh. <clears throat> but um, we use these, but see, that's what did it for us. In school, we kept hearing about Saddam Hussein. Oh, we, you need to, you know, it was constantly promoted. But what's a great thing for wars? What's another generalization for having, sending our boys, the U.S. Uh, troops over to foreign soil? What usually is the general outcome of all wars? That's always constant, no matter what war it is. And it's not so blatantly obvious as uh, we win, <laughs> but it kills off thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And, and we all know about the Georgia Guidestones. We yeah. have a population under X amount. I don't think that was a mistake being put there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, it's on public property, so they, the government takes care of it. <clears throat> as far as the the outcome of war is, of course, yeah, there certainly is death, and there's but uh, uh, bankers make a heck of a lot of money, don't they? So <laughs> money, yeah. See, there we go. Who really controls the banks? Yeah. Okay, it all stems back, and we all keep coming back to the truth of that. These psychological weapons that I've been doing a lot of research, and yes, I promise there's going to be another video here soon on NLP. Um, There'll be another release here. This winter I got really busy. That's why I couldn't put any videos out most of the winter. But with the um, NLP, these, these methodologies that they're using, it's how they can group program people, how they can program it into subservience. What the government says must be right, or what what the Pope says must be true. But I see it too much, Mike. I just see it too much, and I want to I want to arm the people. Uh, I really want to arm the people and make them aware of this weapon they're using against our our own families. Do I believe the divorce rate has increased in the last few years? Uh, and in marriages without without. Uh, Relationships without any um, tethering has increased in the last few years. Instead of having a marriage, it's it's friends with benefits type deal. Right. Well, it seems to be that definitely is the uh, direction that things are going. Um, and when I was in Europe, that was already well established. So, um, yeah. This institution of marriage is no longer sacred to people, um, and they've made it in such a way that um, that it can be that way. So, 
by empowering women to in the workplace. In fact, women now represent the largest number in the workplace. Um, yeah, he dismantled the family, the most important uh, yeah. fundamental unit of the society. Uh, then you have um, obviously um, a lot more control over your human resources, if you will. Yep. That being you exactly. and I. Exactly. I like that word. Tells you that you're no longer a citizen, but a, a tool to be used. Yeah. <laughs> resources. Mm. That was something I caught on one of your episodes, I believe. Somebody had talked about that. I can't remember who it was, but he goes, yeah, you, you're no longer a human. You're no longer a citizen, but a tool for the government to use at their own choosing. Hmm. Right. But well, uh, which is, you know, it's been that way for a while now. So, in fact, if the more and more I do my research, uh, it seems to be the average person in this country has always been that way. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> since the get go, because should countries even uh, pretty disingenuine, or you know, we live in a corporation and we are uh, its assets. So. It, you know, you look at all this stuff. <clears throat> we kind of went all over the place, but you didn't, I don't know how. <laughs> it always happens this way, brother. I know it does. It's all right. But um, but see, it all ties back to the NLP. It, it all ties back to NLP, but then you um, look at this. It actually says here in the Washington Post, this was March 27th of 2014. Divorce is on, actually on the rise, and it's the baby boomers' fault. They, they're, they're even blaming the baby boomers for it. <laughs> Well, they always blame the victim. That's always been the case. So yes. <laughs> I just kind of laughed. I caught it when I was doing a search on divorce. Um, but, you know, but it all comes back to these tetherings. And that's why I come back to the tethering and to the uh, high movements. Because uh-huh. it, it's the second phase of how they program people. It, it, there's actually, if you click back on that and you go to that archives page, if you look on the fundamental principles category, column there. Okay. In an LPU archive. Okay. Okay. You actually look down. Uh, anchoring was the first. Eye movements is the second. Figuring ground, where the, the person controlling the other person is the figure. The other person is the ground. Okay. And then the re-imprinting, reframing. Uh, if you keep going down, you'll see them here. Uh, they're actually grouped in here, kind of a way to hide them. If, if it's just general, you're not going to see them, but there's actually phases of, of programming and re-imprinting, uh-huh. reframing the mind, the background processes, and then you come down to beliefs, it's belief change cycle, implementing the belief change cycle, synesthesia and the structure of beliefs. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that at the, the first interview with you. Then they go harnessing the... Now look at the, who they promote right there. Walt Disney planning strategy. <laughs> where's that at Walt Disney planning strategy we're trying to see where that's at okay if you go under archive of NLP articles I, I know. Yeah. you keep scrolling down on the left column uh huh oh there it is believe. Walt Disney planning strategy the storyboarding okay Walt Disney yeah but it just I'm just kind of like showing people and just showing you too as well Mike is how they do this now they step down to your health Wholeness, allergies, allergy technique, longevity. We all try to prolong our death. 
they say with the psychology, you can prolong your death. Uh, then they go into motivation, uh, new behavior generator strategies, the new leader paradigm. And that's what I wanted to show you on that. It's how they do this. All right. And, they, and then they give you these little sub-articles that he wrote. And a lot of people don't realize, like, we we, defu- we already debunked the whole uh, modeling the wisdom of Jesus. <laughs> we know he really supports Darwinism. Right. But um, you can just see where he goes back and starts attributing certain people. Uh, and then if we're advanced, okay, here. <clears throat> Right-hand side, topics for advanced practitioners. Creating a we field. Shifting in a tractor landscape, impact of transderivational morphology, fourth position, logical level alignment, self para, uh, I can't even say it, pragmographics. Okay. Uh, pragmographics, which design patterns. Now you see, this is how they're using it. And then they actually were kind enough to give you an encyclopedia. <laughs> I see that, yep. I kind of laughed because you click on the links. They don't work. You can look at a couple pages, but you got to buy them. you got to order them. you got to order a printed version because I know I clicked on one of them once before. I think it was A. And it just showed. It just said it on the left. Abductive Thinking, Absorption Academy of Behavioral Technology. But, yeah, you got to click the little books. It's actually working now. Right. So, you know, going back to this whole thing that we started out with, <clears throat> we look at this eye movements and NLP. Correct. Uh, where, what is the advantage of knowing this? Is this basically knowledge in order to un- to manipulate someone? In other words, we look at the eye movement left and right, or up and left, up and right, etc. It's just telling us what... There's what's possibly these people, you know, the direction that they're thinking. So, in other words, up and left, it's uh, remember imagery. Okay. If you says, look at- I mean, what, what, uh, so this basically is, uh, if we were having a one-on-one conversation with somebody and we're looking at their eye movement, basically what they're offering us here is some way of trying to track they're thinking. In other words, they're focusing on imagery. They're focusing on uh, visual fantasy, uh, remembering sounds, words, depending on location, um, constructed sound and words, uh, inner uh, self-talk, etc. cetera. Uh, what good is to know any of this? <laughs> okay. The good I, I, I mean, I'm not saying there is. What I'm saying for, yeah. for us, what are we... Are we doing this so that we uh, can manipulate people, or are we doing this so that uh, we just know we what? Avoid, we can avoid being manipulated by their movements and by what they're doing with that, because they're actually, when we see somebody else looking up and left, we're thinking what they're doing. And they make a subtle comment to us now, it, it brings back a subtle conscious memory to our mind. And like I said, as you start looking at eyes up and left, it's remembered imagery, you, you you go back and she might say something like um, 9-11. So if you see her eyes move up and left, oh, my gosh, yeah. Then she moves them quickly to the right, and, oh, wow, I remember the, the sound of the aircraft. It didn't sound right. For me, because I'm awake to this kind of, uh, I'm kind of the anti-programmer. Um, 
<laughs> for lack of a better word, is I refuse to be programmed. So I, it triggers in my memory certain things as well because they're, they're adding the anchoring technique to it. See, if you do it isolated, if you isolate it to one method, it, it doesn't work. And this is what they discovered. It has to be a group of methods used simultaneously to gain access. Okay, that's where figuring ground. I oh. remember we were talking, I just mentioned it subtly there about figuring ground. Uh-huh. Where, okay, the figure is the person imposing. Okay, that would be the person moving their eyes. That's the figure. You're the ground. So you're their, their target. So they want you to think the same way they do. So they're going to use the eye accessing cues. They're going to add it to the anchoring with the fear, the fear techniques, uh, pushing the same imagery, constantly flooding your mind with these negative imagery. Well, now they're bringing it back to you, like because when they say something like 9-11 was an inside job or 9-11 was a terrorist attack, they're actually moving their eyes in those patterns automatically. But they're doing it in a way, and then they add the hand signs. They add the gestures. Um, every bit of it, every little subset of this has to be looked at as a whole weapon. It's one giant weapon that they're using to program not only an individual, but they're doing it in groups via the mass media. Right. And so why do we want to know how, why they're doing it? It's because now we can be aware of the fact that they're rolling their eyes specifically in certain fixed patterns to do one thing, and that's to trigger you into the same mindset as what they're on. Interesting. Yeah. Have you uh, done any research as far as any kind of videos that show an example of, say, like, a, a <laughs> which is interesting, an anchor, a news anchor, anchoring, <laughs> uh, that is doing that, that's, extra, you know, demonstrating. There's tons I, of them. Do you have one in particular that you could show me that uh, you... Uh, that's what I'm going to go to right now. I just care with me a second here. I got to look it back up. I believe I put it in my favorites. Because it would be interesting to actually, if you both maybe look at it, you don't have to, you know, one's going to be able to read, hear it. But I mean, Girl, yeah. It was one of Hannity's interviews. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was one of Hannity's uh, ones then. Yeah, I well, just, I talked about it earlier about how we want to um, avoid being out, outed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another Roman Catholic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Not that I hate Roman Catholics at all. I don't, but it just seems like they're all over the place. So, Yeah, I'm just trying to find it here. I'm hoping I didn't delete it off my hard drive when my computer said it was overloaded. Uh, let's see here. Vatican pedophilia in the Rome, Catherine the Matrix. Like that, I got a thousand of image here, and that's why I'm trying to um, locate it. Because, you know, I, this is like, it looks to me when I look at this, like NLP, the NLP University, it's all about manipulating others. It's not about <sighs> protecting yourself from being, I guess you could, but um, we look at all these different, whatever, you know, the the fundamental principles or et cetera, beliefs, creativity, health, whatever. It's all about manipulating others, trying to get in people's heads type of thing, trying to, uh, so, you know, based on eye movements, somehow if we understand and memorize uh, people's eye movements, therefore we can have a better understanding of what where they're 
if they're lying, where they're, what they're actually thinking, that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, the truth of the matter is we're all liars, and 90% of the day we're lying. <laughs> so it's really, honestly, I mean, that's the yeah, that's without, true. Without God, without the um, the Spirit of God in us, without uh, God working within us, that's what we are. And as the old movie says, we're natural born killers, and we're natural born liars, and we're natural born everything. And if people say, "Oh, you're being negative," you know, but the truth of the matter is, uh, we are, and uh, so. How much of this really... Okay, let's put it this way. Someone who's being influenced by the Spirit of God, how much of this uh, can be used against you? All of it. So, okay. Yeah, all of it, brother. I'm right now trying to locate that interview. Somehow I've got 3,000 favorites, and it's been kind of difficult. But there's one on Sandy Hook, and the, the guy was interviewed, and the the one guy just totally rips him and makes him look like a nut job. Okay. <laughs> and somebody else did the work on exposing him, and it was kind of funny as they exposed the news reporter for using NLP, and that's how I got located into it, and that's why I was trying to find it. And it looks like it's buried in the obscurity of YouTube, too. That the search is not pulling it out. That's all right. But definitely, I used, I looked at it, and I've seen several news footages of it. And here we go again. My computer's acting funny. There we go. Come on, computer. Uh, I've been going through this with my hard drive on my laptop getting hot. It doesn't want to move. All right. But if you go into into YouTube search and type in NLP and mainstream media. I oh, mean, there we go. Maybe that's what will help. Yeah, let's try that. Yeah, do the searches. I mean, I encourage people to do the searches, and they'll see a ton of this. Yeah, right there at the very top one. It's called Total Breakdown. There it is. Right on the top, and it's actually looks like Fox News. NLP used in mainstream media. NLP and mainstream media. I'll send you the link right over right now. Okay. And maybe we could maybe we could even send it in the chat room there too if anybody's interested. But you know, I, I it be it uh I, that's. It's one of those things. It's, oh, there we go. Total breakdown. That I know that one. Um, it's one of those things that um, I don't. know. Maybe it's because I don't watch television. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. But and uh, but you know that doesn't mean I, I and I I've really diminished my time watching videos mm-hmm. on the internet. Um, I'm get to a point now. There's there's. Just like there's only a few, a handful of really worthwhile uh, websites out there, there's really only a few handful of uh, YouTube channels as well. So to glean from, to glean. Yeah, yeah. well, but I think it's good in the sense to know the stuff because of, um, especially YouTube. 
mm-hmm. how people use this, especially those who are really creative with it and trying to, you know. Um, but, you know, if you look at this, let's see, hold on here. If anybody interested in looking at this, I'll post it. But we can actually, why don't we do this? Why don't we look at that video once I post this? And let's look at Shan Hannity and his other, his left-hand man or right-hand man, depending how you want to say it, uh, how they go about uh, beating up this poor truther. How did I, I ended up sending the wrong one? Sorry, folks. But that, that by the way, Reformed Readers is excellent. Uh, let's go back to here. Yeah. How did that happen? Okay. I try that again. Nothing but the truth. That's <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Do, do you need it? You can want me to send it to oh, you? Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm just going to pull up the chat room. But you'll, you'll see that they use their hand gestures. Like, and you'll see how they use it. And then they use a, a pseudo and they really bash the living tar out of him. For sure. But let's watch the two hosts, Sean, Sean Hannity and then the other guy. I never can remember his name. He's yeah. supposed to represent the uh, left side. <laughs> it's just, what a joke. Anyways, we look at these guys. We sort of even, uh, maybe, should we even bother listening? Um, you, you'll see it, but it just give them that link. And share with them that link so that they can look for themselves, and then they can look back at the article and what we're talking about, and then they think about the the, the three main methods: anchoring, uh, tethering, and the nine movements, and solidifying an image inside your mind. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. Right. It's, they're using them to remind you of a situation where everybody was afraid. And what's the ultimate goal? Keep you afraid. You're going to basically stick your head in the sand. Well, here's a question. This guy that's on this, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know much about him, but he is a, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same guy from like uh, Minnesota or Wisconsin. Yes, he is. Who, professor. Yeah, who converted to Islam. Yes. So I'm not knocking him for doing that, but what I am asking is why did they choose him? Him of all people, who should they should know, because he had already converted to Islam prior to this recording. Yes. Why did you pick him? Of all people, because people don't do research. They look at the average white guy. Oh, this guy must be the average Joe, because he don't look that really glamorous looking, does he? He he don't look really like a um, college professor, but he looks more like a blue collar worker. It's a visual association. Right. Okay. He looks like somebody calling for the same truth you are. We've all fallen into those traps where we thought people were on our team or on our side and were for for the actual, for the truth. Yeah. But this guy's a patsy as well. And he was he was brought on there because they wouldn't bring a real truther on here and beat him up because the real truther would have re- really beat them up and, <laughs> and, and nailed them for their own actions. You and I both know that. Uh, everything has a dialogue, everything has a script, and everything has a focus and a meaning. Even with our talk show, our meaning is NLP being used on society when, I, when we do our talks. Uh, but it all has a focus and a plan, and to get the word out and get the message out of tr- the real truth out there. But this is to look at somebody that, an average Joe, getting beat up by Fox News, Hannity and his flunkies. Right. And... It makes it, it, it solidifies in your mind, man, if he's going to do that to that guy that's a truther, 
I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be associated with that kind of movement. Those are a bunch of nuts, by the way. And it's it's also the repetitive statements he makes. Eye movements, hand gestures, it's all in there. And even the verbal statements he makes. Hmm. Shifting his hands to the right, shifting his hands to the left. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm... A lot of this, see, it's... Uh, oh, there it goes. But that's why I was trying to bring it up as Hannity is a great example of NLP being used. Right. And I'm, I'm just looking at it. I'm not listening to it. I'm just looking at the eye gestures, the uh, hand gestures. Yeah, and... he shakes his fist. He shakes his, his hands. He shifts them left and right. Uh, his eyes go up to the left or up to the right. He'll, they'll even stay lateral, directly focused. And they all well, have. Well, well, one of the things I, I realized, too, is not just it's the whole package. Now, so if, you're, yeah. uh, if you're going to try to think clearly um, while having a conversation with somebody else, per se, um, you really do need to step back, listen. Uh, maybe, you know, how important, I don't know, it's probably important to understand that they're manip- trying to manipulate and control you. I think, though, most of us instinctively know that. We know a good salesman when we see one. Yeah, and that's how you a yacht in, in the middle of uh, the desert. Well, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah, well, that's, you know, the, the outcome of it. But if you look at the, um, oh, yeah, here we go. Now we got the people walking around with uh, all the dust on them and all that, the, the radioactive dust. Uh, <laughs> they try to make him feel, and then there's a picture of the police car. So yeah, it's, it's all uh, planet imagery. Yeah, they want to use those particular ones. But then going back to this, so uh, you see, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm sorry. I've never been, I've never bought anything because of commercial. Uh, My whole life, I'm, I'm being honest with you. Almost, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've done it on impulse. Uh, I had to I, have the next greatest thing when I was younger. Yeah, well, well, I guess my maybe it was because of my childhood too. You know, I was you know kind of I, not that I didn't get presents, but I was never going to get the present of that yeah. I was lusty. You lived the unfortunately you lived a sheltered life when well, it comes I, to that. When it comes well, to the advertisements. No, no, I was uh, I was just um, salt of the earth, a blue collar family. Um, you know, this is how much money we got, and by the way, we're not wasting it on toys. So. <laughs> Okay, you have to <laughs> abstainers from the benefits, more or less. They were abstaining from benefits, more or less. Well, you know, they own, they own enough money to pay for the mortgage and the car and this food in the plate, and it wasn't, you know... Uh, there wasn't uh, enough. Yeah, it wasn't... And it never, you know, they came from uh, rough backgrounds themselves, and so, uh, not rough, but... Uh, Hardship. Yeah, well, or, you know, realistic, Realistic lives, you know. Again, their generation, they, you know, they met in uh, in, in, uh, in an orphanage and wow, or a children's home, and that was not that uncommon back then when they were kids. You know, we're talking in the thirties. Um, gotcha. Now, yeah, that I understand that right up for post Great Depression. Yeah, or even what during they called the Great Recovery. They called it during the the hard recovery from the Depression is what it was. Well, yeah. They, 
But uh, so, anyways, they never. I was never taught materialism. So, oh, okay, that explains. That's what I was looking for. I'm glad you said that because we so were. I, I have never been influenced by commercials. So when I look at, though, if I look at the news, I've always been interested in news, and I look at these guys. I never liked Hannity, and I never liked Combs. I never liked Fox. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, here we go, Hannity with a little uh, uh, reverse six six six. Yeah, are you looking at that with the hand, the chest, oh, yeah. with the pen, and all that, and the red six, yep. six, six. Um, interesting. Like I said, you don't even have to listen to it, but if you listen to what the guy is explaining, what the, the, this gentleman, the dismantle, dismantle the Matrix, I mean, I don't know much about that gentleman, but this is just one of the many that I looked at with the same news clip, uh, with the same news clip, and everybody's showing all these things. But you'll see Hannity here in a minute really start getting vehemently argumentative. Oh, he always does. That's his job, right? His job is yeah. to he's not, he, to, he's not to tell you the truth. He's just there to confuse your mind. So yeah. <laughs> get you to, get you to fall. Yeah. He's, the reason he's making himself so violent is he's implanting his own thoughts. Or I'd say the R.E.'s instructions into your mind. That if if you're a truther, if you're a real uh, Reformation type Christian, uh, and you want to be informed and you want to know the weapons of your enemy, don't act like this guy because you're going to wind up being called considered a nut. You got to go with the flow. We know about the coexist movement, Mike, and the Catholics are pushing the coexist movement heavily now. Mm -hmm. And the reason the Ecumenics are doing that, the Jesuits are doing that is if they can get them into what they call a one-world religion by compromising your own personal faith that you have with your Creator and with His Son and the Holy Spirit between them, if they can get you to compromise one little bit of that, they've already started to win the war against your soul. All right. And it's either all or none. That's what God says. You're either on with me or you're against me. And it's, it's, it's sad to put it that way, but... That's boiled down what Christ was saying there at the end of the Bible where he says, many, many will say, Lord, Lord, have we prophesied in thy name and haven't we done miracles in your name? And Jesus looks right at him and says, depart, for I knew you not because you knew me not. Huh. And <clears throat> But this whole compromise coexists, support everybody equally, love your, love your, they take the word love, uh, out of context so wickedly in the Bible uh, that it's used so falsely in, in the society, too. They define love as a human emotion. They continue to define love as a human emotion that's flawed. It's a flawed human emotion. There's nothing else about love, that it's a flawed human emotion, and they're programming our youth with that, and that's why you see a lot of relationships without marriage and the degradation of society as it is where we're having babies having babies, and it's, it's been a spike since the 60s, I believe. Um, it's been a heavy spike in that as we progress in this do-what-thou-well society. Do what feels good mentality is there. But where are they getting it from? Well, parents are, like I said, babies raising babies. <clears throat> and they're, they're putting their children in front of the TV. They're watching Barney. They're watching... <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. I, I I don't know for you, 
uh, brother, but I know if you've noticed modern cartoons, they have gotten very, very much almost ridiculously stupid on their subject matters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> None of it makes sense. Uh, uh, a squirrel living in a astronaut suit under the ocean. Uh, if you look at SpongeBob, sure. <clears throat> okay, he's living in a pineapple. <laughs> There's things that would never exist and never would happen, but it, it's a total fantasy world. Everything's hunky dory. Everything's perfectly fine. Everything is good to go as long as you follow the Catholic way. Everything will go good for you if you follow the Catholic way. And they do it by subversive programming. And uh, if you, uh, like I said, you don't watch TV much, but I go I don't watch it at all. So <laughs> when I'm home, I don't have a TV in my house. Yeah, I have a laptop and wireless internet. That's what I have in my home is a single laptop and wireless internet. Right. And I do a lot of reading and a lot of researching and a lot of focusing on God and a lot of prayer. And these things all keep me armed. But when I go over to take care of the cat every week, sure, I understand that. I, I have there's a TV there, and I turn it on, and I I study the enemy. While I'm there, I sit there and I'll watch this these shows, these mind draining, IQ dropping shows, just to see what the enemy's programming in our children's minds. And I'm just flipping channels. I can watch about thirty seconds of every show, and I gotta flip it. I got to flip it. I got to flip it. I'm sitting there flipping her poor remote. She's probably going to have to replace the batteries this next week. <laughs> well, um, you know, here's here's something to think about. So now, the uh, inundate you with all this mindless programming that forces the average man or to uh, I wouldn't even say a woman. I would say man to. Uh, Flip through every freaking channel. So you end up spending an hour or two, maybe four hours in a day uh, with all this incoherent information, and you never learn a thing that's worth a darn. You've wasted, they've captured your mind. The television is amazing because it really is. Since I stopped watching television, the very few times, and it's been a couple of years since I actually, no, that's not true. When I was at the hospital uh, this winter, I for um, to have my MRIs done. They had the television blaring in the waiting room, so uh, I, so that was the first time in over maybe two years, maybe well, yeah. And since um, although doctors, I guess they have that Paramount nonsense on too, the scrap yeah. and that obnoxious music. But anyways, we look at television, and I it, it just always amazes me at how Fast, I'm, it's automatic. It's not, you can't defend yourself against it. Automatically drawn into it. Yep. Between the noises, the imagery. Uh, so now if you look at this whole um, video, not the whole thing, but you just look at it, you'll see uh, in a way, you're now going back to what you were saying about these, um, the eye movements. Not only the eyes, but we look at it as a screen. You have the, if you're looking at it from my my left hand corner upper, you have live the constructed visual. The bottom you have uh, Fox News number left corner, bottom left corner. And the other one is Hannity and Combs. And in the middle, agency exclusive. 
and so the guy, so you have all this um, manipulation, all this mind control going on to keep you from actually critically thinking what you're actually experiencing, and what you, you know, if you step back and and, and now watch this, look at it, what's going on, you uh, are watching. First of all, a giant waste of time. Yes. An amazing waste of time that you, especially if you, um, if you try to do two things. A, listen to it without the visual or watch the visual without the audio. You're still getting supplanted with the thought process. Oh, absolutely. And all of it is, is it, it's, it, it's a total waste of time. Yes. I really think that most of it's not so much to control you to, to, to follow in the sense that, you know, if Spurge is watching this, just watching this, um, it's to make you to be a blind, obedient servant to yes. the system because, exactly. by the way, you already are. We all yep. are. So what is this really all about? When you look at it, it's to give you just a little bit now we go back to, uh, of, you know, something that might be true, but mess it all up. So you can't critically think. You go back to this article that, was in your, uh, that comes from your uh, YouTube channel page, you know, yep. the one that's about, and it has this entrepreneurs. The, it is important to appeal to a customer's emotions now you're seeing and crafting the marketing message. Think about how you feel when you hear marketing messages, and how do you feel? How your uh, excuse me, and how those feelings affect your own buying decisions? Yes, now you're uh, the whole methodology. So you look at this. And so they're they're what they do. They're triggering. They're they're manipulating. Uh, they're dumbing down your ability to critically think. Exactly. And they're manipulating in truth feelings. Yes. So it's not about thinking at all, any of this. It's all about feelings. Now, what are the feelings, the 10 uh, common emotional triggers that you can tie into your marketing message? Now, this is what she's saying for entrepreneurs, arguing these are the 10 emotional triggers, emotional triggers that you use to tie in to your marketing messages, uh, make a sale. This is the reason why I don't. I don't even want to really put too much music even on my show because I know music is about that. It's an emotional thing. Yep. It's an emotional message. I don't want to manipulate anybody. Um, I just want you know for those who have the capacity to even hear a conversation like this to listen to it. But you look at the very first. What are the feelings of uh-huh. use? Fear, guilt, trust. Mm-hmm. Values, belonging, competition, instant gratification, leadership, uh, trending, trend setting, and time. Yes. So we have to look at all these things. So say, look at time. In the 21st century, people are busier than ever. As such, they need, they desire more free time to pursue personal interests, spend time with family and friends, and so on. Marketing messages that appeal to that desire for more free time are extremely effective, such as cut the time it takes to vacuum your house in half. 
There are many emotional triggers that you can use to evoke a feeling among your target audience. Move them into action through your marketing message. People see a lot of marketing messages every day. So you have to give them a reason to digest yours by making them feel something when they see or hear it. Feeling, uh, feelings are powerful. <laughs> Copywriting offers a unique opportunity to tap into... I don't know why copywriting offers a unique opportunity to tap into the power and leverage it and it, leverage it for your business gain. So anyways, we probably should actually read these emotional things. So these are probably even uh, maybe even more relevant because that's ultimately See, that's what I'm saying is they're actually using these triggers. And these are the same triggers that they're using to instill fear demoralize, destabilize our societies. And they're doing a very good effect of it. And we, we and if you look at fear, I mean, we all know that fear, 9-11, brought a lot of fear to a lot of people, brought a lot of financial nightmares to a lot of people as well. Yeah. Um, but it's an emotion that can be used in a wide variety of marketing messages. We've all heard, don't get caught with too little insurance. Yeah. Fear, 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 fear. That's the thing is, and she puts it number one, number one emotional emotion, emotional trigger is fear. It goes, yeah. So now we can go back to our beginning of our conversation as well about why we see constantly on the internet and in the news about war, about gang violence, about riots, about the military, you know, National Guard showing up and, you know, uh, constant messages of fear. If they can, that's where the head in the sand mentality comes from. If they can get you fear, they can strip your analytical thinking quicker. Uh, what's another one they use? If you look at a number two, look at what she put as a number two focus even, Mike. Guilt. Don't let them suffer anymore. Have we ever seen the World Child Fund? Oh, yeah. Okay, what's one of their common statements on it? Don't let the little kids starve anymore. So they, they, it seems that's the same. And then you see military advertisements of recruiters standing by now after 9-11. I mean, it was just right after 9-11. Yeah. Remember that? Be a hero. Don't be like the guy that dodged the draft in Vietnam. And that they do. They have these little subtle focuses. And they targeted it. I know you've you've heard the news articles and read the news articles where they talked about which one wasn't Bushy, was a pilot, and so he didn't go to the war. Terry was calling him a draft dodger. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's look at the image of that. Him, you know, in his flight jacket and his, and his um, you know, the plane, you know, the fighter jet behind him or whatever. And it's yeah, it's it now. This goes to number three, feeling. Of trust. Uh, yes. You should trust this guy, uh, and also eight leadership, uh, because, uh, you know, he was in the military. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's one of us. <laughs> exactly. And see, that's, that's, this is all the anchoring methods. These are tools of anchoring. And that's, I remember discussing these in the first video that we did for NLP. Then I discussed it again in the anchoring techniques. Is everybody likes to be loved, accepted, trusted, and what? 
like, love, accepted, trusted, and believed. Uh, you can't have any of that in this society anymore because everybody's inherently a liar. And so you have to, like you said, it, it's an inherent nature for us to lie. And without God, that's what we're going to do. But uh, we'll get value even. We'll match it. But see, there's with marketing, it's a little different. The value that they're talking about, this emotional trigger called value. But we have our, everybody has somebody they look up to. And we all have somebody we always looked up to in our life. And everything they said, we, we, put, we put a label on it. This person says it's got to be true. And we fought vehemently, even though we found out it to be wrong. We still tend to fight for that same original thought. That's putting value on something, Mike. It's not always if, it's not always a better quality product, but it's that one person we always idolize. That's the word I was looking for. Well, it's never about the better quality product. It's just the illusion, the impression that there is a better. Yeah. Because they're not going to give you a better product. (laughs) Exactly. If you, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. If you, you gave you a better product, we'd all be driving cars that have 300 miles of the gallon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's but never see, been that's a problem. That's what I'm going at is, is we can look at that value as our quality as being the same thing. If we look at that one person as that that great person, and we, we tend to idolize somebody whether we realize it or not. And I mean, there's been a lot of things that I've noticed in our life, in my own life, where those people I look up to, and then I start studying more about the Masons as an adult, and I'm like, boy, I'm glad my grandfather told them not to try to recruit me when I was a little kid. <laughs> because now I'm seeing the enemy for what they are. Right. But at that time, I guarantee you, I would have been thinking just like Hannity and Combs and all these other people out here are wag jobs when they're actually the ones that are actually telling the truth and they're, they're, in, they're trying to wake other people up to the truth and get you pulled away from the weapons of the enemy. But look at number five, Mike. I, I really know that one there. You're part of the family. Belonging? The key... You talk about belonging? Yeah, look at belonging. Uh, yeah, everybody uh, Everybody wants that. Everybody wants acceptance and belonging. That's yeah. what religion does to you. That's what that they use, they use that for religion, politics, the workplace. Mm-hmm. Your family, everything, you know, there's this absolute, it's, uh, we all have this instilled need for belonging. Yeah, these are intrinsic need triggers of what they are, Mm -hmm. emotional need triggers. And a lot of people don't know that they're using it here in business, in the form of business. But the reason I shared it is because it was the best definition to correlate with what I was expressing through the NLPI movement. Look at the competition one. Um, look at that one. Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were just talking about that with a car salesman. Oh, you want the new 6,000 sucks. S-U-S. I, don't, I know it's a <laughs> stupid movie to be mentioning, but RoboCop. But that was the big advertisement of Godzilla was walking through the city. All of a sudden, the, the, or the T-Rex was walking through the city, and all of a sudden, his eyes bulge out. And here's this new 6,000 sucks. Gets 3 miles to a gallon. <laughs> big huge engine but you know that's the um, keeping up with the Joneses this is what the rich men are buying 
and that kind of team, that always comes to image when I see that, when it comes to competition or there's 10 people in line for your spot. We're always competing with somebody that we have a better answer or a better method than only God's message being the only thing. We're competing with God, and there's no way to compete with God. You're going to lose. Oh, well, yeah. But and, but if you don't have God in your life, then you go down that direction, and I know that for yeah. a fact. You just honestly an- search for uh, what man's philosophy is the truest, which one will really free me, and, of course, none of them do. They all just enslave you. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time or what error. Uh, it could be. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Aristotle's Plato or um, whoever the, the latest flavor is today. Um, it's it's <laughs> all degenerate. I mean, Ellen yeah. degenerate. <laughs> Sorry. You know, and 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 that's what's really fascinating to me is the fact that it, it literally everything is about manipulation, conning you, getting you to do yeah. something that they want you to do. Usually. Yeah, to spend your give your free will. Well, and your hard-earned money to you know give us your money. Yep. Uh, let us slaves have your money. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, look at look at Joe Olstein. That's a case in point. Look at Joe Olstein, Creflo Dollar. Look at uh, Joyce Myers. What's at uh, Kenneth Copeland, the Bakers, uh, Crouches. I mean, I could go on all day on. These are just pseudo Christian organizations. That I'm mentioning here, they're well, not. They're all, not. they're all pseudo. Every single one of them. I have <clears> to say that. I mean, there might be a few uh, organizations, Christian, quote unquote, Bible believing uh, ministries out there, but they're not that many. You're right. Uh, when the first thing they mention is for a small donation, what are they really for? What is their God? I mean, that's right there is the first key. Maintaining uh, the priest class. So keep on manipulating it. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, it I is. Think it sounds so negative about it, but I mean, but it's what we've seen. It's what we've realized over the years. And well, by the way, uh, organized religion is a, a, one of the greatest examples, if not, of using all these ten principles. Yes, they exploit completely your emotions. If they didn't, if they really just taught you the truth, the, the freeness, the, what, what frees you in the gospel of Jesus Christ, yes. you know what? You end up being a guy like me or yourself, and you're like, well, hey, hey, guess what, Pastor? Of uh, the organized yeah. religion, the 501c3 religion, uh, guess what? I don't really need you, do I? Exactly. You need me. I don't need you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And that's where that's why, as a pastor, I I swore to God and I and I promised God that I would never become what the enemy wanted me to become, but what God wanted me to become. And that's why I refused to build a building. That's one of the reasons why I never put a building up. Our ministry is funded by my work for that reason. It's because I didn't God didn't want a cheerful giver in that sense. And, and but that's what they'll use. They'll abuse that word a lot. God loves a cheerful giver. Send us your money now. We'll send you a little piece of paper, call it a prayer rug, and anoint it with uh, Crisco oil and call, tell you it's anointing oil. <laughs> but yeah. I've seen it too much. I've seen that too much. And But if, look at number seven, Mike. I mean, look instant, at number seven. Instant gratification. Yep. That's what this society is about, and that's what Catholicism, the root of Catholicism is, instant gratification. Step in that confessional over there. 
and instantly you're sinless again. Right. And and the and the priest gives an opportunity he can deal with your child or your wife. So exactly. So here, gets, Walter boy. <laughs> I'm sorry to use that like that, but that's basically what it is. Uh, and it's indoctrination. This is all methods of indoctrination. We, right. We we continue to indoctrinate our children by sticking them in front of the biggest brain drain device there is. Uh, Atari was the first uh, Nintendo. Uh, what was the one with Sonic the Hedgehog on it? Sega? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sega Genesis. Uh, was a little hedgehog rolling around and getting up to 1,000 miles an hour to catch all the coins he can get. That's instilling greed in your child's head. That he's got to get as many coins as he can in a short time of frame. So that's to get the money as quick as you can mentality. It's amassing wealth for your, things for yourself, or, and that becomes instant gratification because you beat somebody else at something. That gives you that instant gratification. Bragging rights. Right. I think the next one is uh, leadership. A lot of customers want to lead the way in trying new products. And this audience responds strongly to marketing messages appeal to their feelings related to leadership, messages that make them feel like they're first or in control are powerful. Uh, Hear this, are in control. They even realize none of us are in control. (laughs) The phrases such as be the first uh, on your block are effective field to emotional trigger of leadership. Now, now you can also apply this now to uh, the Internet and the endless yeah. learning and this like whole idea that, oh, look at what I've learned now. Look what I know. I, have, I, I know so much more than somebody else of something basically at the end of the day, if we're really honest about it, if we're really honest about it. We don't know much. We don't know anything that's worth a squat. The only thing we know now is what other fools know. That's about it. Yeah, see, that's why I do a lot, and that's why I tell people, if you're going to use Satan's devices, use them for the good. Use them for good. Use them to find out information on your enemy. And God has a way of revealing the enemy at your door. Really oh, well. Well, it's all over the place. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's blatant. It's blatant. I'm not the first to discover the NLP weapon. I was referred to the NLP. by I was suggested to research it. And so I started looking it up, and I'm like, this is blowing my mind, that this is exactly what's happening in our society. They're using this. Then I, I watched, like I said, a few seconds of a show. i got to change it because it's disgusting me. Because it, um, it's rife filled with NLP. Uh, Days of Our Lives, all them soap operas, uh, uh, TV shows, sitcoms, commercials, uh, news reports, uh, documentaries, um, even Weather Channel is right full of it. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know. When they're talking about a tornado, listen to what they're doing. They're guilting you into seeing if you can get involved in jumping on the da- disaster relief bandwagon. It really goes back to that. And then it goes back to the triggering of the guilt that you're not doing enough. <clears throat> when an event happens in your area, you got to jump on the bandwagon. And then you go into, um, I almost lost my train of thought there, but um, you go into where we need to step off of the electronic media, which is radio, 
TV and um, and computer, and let's go to the radio itself, Michael. Uh, if you go to the radio, how many are how many songs are about self pleasure? How many songs on the radio? And these are even Christian, or I should say it again, pseudo Christian radio stations, and they're talking about if you want to steal my show. Hmm. It's the Christian song, supposedly. If you want to steal my show, I'll step back and let you go. Give them what they really came for. We all know who that is. That's Toby Mac. But if you think about it, he still claims it's his show. And that God's stealing his show from him. And it's not about humility. But they'll tell you that's what it was about, being humble and letting God take over your message. What is it to feed? What are you feeding when you listen to this music? Who are you really supporting? Are you supporting God or the act, the artist that's singing? And I don't even know if you could call it art. I, I think it's just a, a skill that's being abused. Right. Or a gift being abused, and that's what it really is. Well, this could lead to uh, point nine of uh, these uh, ten emotional triggers is trend-setting. Many consumers want to feel cool and trendy, so appealing to those emotions and copywriting is fairly standard. Variations of, quote, all the cool kids are doing it, and the quote, are commonplace in copywriting and can be used to market a wide variety of products and services on uh, to an ever-wider audience. The famous Gatorade ad featuring Michael Jordan and the copy, quote, like, be like Mike, end of quote, is a perfect example. So not only is that like... Yeah, be, I want to be like... Mike, I remember that. Yeah, no, it was fascinating is how it's all, you know, copyrighted. It means, you know, uh, basically in the day, it's, uh, we're talking about how to profiteer off manipulating others with yep. the use of the sorcery of words yep. and that um, be like Mike is copyrighted. Therefore, every time they use that, they make coinage and money off it. But um, the thing is here about trendsetting, too, you see this all over the place, whether it's in the church, uh, it's in the truther movement, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, in YouTube, whether it's uh, internet, uh, television, it doesn't matter. It's all about being really trendy. You know, have you know, you're a pastor, wear those skinny jeans, you know, and wear yeah. <laughs> be well, cool look. and talk talk about new age stuff like deep, deep breathing and this uh postmodernist movement and uh or the, we look at Pope Francis and how he's being propped up and portrayed, portrayed as somebody who's cool, trendsetter, you know, look at he's so understanding and things like transsexuality and homosexuality. Oh wait, he really cares about the average guy, you know. Yep. Of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, so it's it's this endless. I mean, the more and more I learn, the more and more I just don't. I have no. I don't have no, no desire for television. No desire for commercialism. I don't. Actually, you know, even this dilemma that I'm in, you know, about what can I do for the future as far as earning a job. You still there, by the way? Yes, I am. Okay, there's lots of rustling, so I didn't know if it fell off. Um, my cord fell. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, what do I do? Because every job out there seems to be that I can immediately get is one of these sales jobs. It's just about 
Nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just mindless dribble. Yes, and it's like, do I really want to end, have my life, to, the end of my life, to be something like this? But I guess, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's feeding the corporate machine. And who's actually in control of the corporate machine? Uh, and that's the beast. Uh, so you're feeding the beast by following these trends that society's in today. They manipulate you into the believing a false sense of security or buying into a false sense of security is, is beneficial when it's not. Right. Well, I put, one of the things, too, is about feeding the, feeding the beast. None of us get out of this. We're all part. We're all enslaved into the beast system. There's no way to get out of it. Um, that's not the same thing as the mark of the beast. That just means but we are living under this beast system, and we're not getting out of it. There's no escape from it. So No, there isn't. Um, Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, so the thing for me is when I look at all this stuff, I th- what is the value of knowing all this stuff? Well, I think it ultimately, and once again, is to understand that uh, what you're doing, what others are doing to you, why are you doing what you're doing? Yep. Is it just, you know, are you doing what you're doing so that you can find followers that you can be, like, like the show? I am not interested at all in the following. I'm glad that people follow, and it, you know, I, I find a little bit of gratification. But if no one followed this at all, if it's just me uh, doing it, uh, I would still be doing it. I still appreciate. Exactly. I still appreciate folks like you who come on and we have these conversations. But you know, the fact of the matter is, um, if you really are, uh, the truth of the matter. This is the truth. Ninety-nine point nine of what we as mankind make. Sucks. Yeah, amen to that. I agree. And with that. I'm sorry if that sounds negative, and but, but it's the truth. truth. It is the truth. It's just everyone manipulating the other person for the sake of all these nine or ten emotions. The proof has to prove to everyone that you're worthy, that you're better than them, that you know more that uh, you're important, that you're the leader. Um, Give me some instant gratification, you know. Um, it comes to that statement I made earlier, Mike, about are they feeding you a juicy bone or are they giving you a rubber chicken? Well, and all there are is giving you a rubber chicken. chicken. Yeah, you're just you're, they're giving you a, a rubber chicken and you're brainwashed into thinking it's a juicy bone. Right. And that goes to the animals. If you take a dog and you offer him, and dogs are smart, and I love dogs because people call them dumb animals, but they're not. If you held up a juicy, dripping, barbecue sauce-covered steak bone and you held up a rubber chicken, 99% of them are going to go after that juicy bone. They're not going to go after that toy, plastic, tasteless thing. Well, that's the thing. And here's the strategy. At the end of the day is never offer the juicy bone. bone. (laughs) Give them the rubber chicken and give them two, you know, a rubber chicken that's yellow and one that's red or one that's blue and one that's red and say, here's your choice, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just like, a, um, and we were talking about salesmen. Well, look at the color of the vehicles nowadays. You want to see the, you want to see a company that supports the L- LBGT movement the most? Mm. Look at Mitsubishi. They've got every color of the rainbow. <laughs> and car dealerships are told an exact order on how to park them vehicles for display. Which oh. color goes where? And it's actually in the actual rainbow colors. And they're all pastels. 
literally all these cars are almost pastelish in the color scheme. And home, everyone knows Home Depot supports the LBGT movement. And it's, we try to avoid those places that are adamantly or openly supporting it because we are feeding into a B system. And we've been feeding into the B system, but it's when you know what's the truth and what's your enemies, which ones are openly supporting it. And that's where it goes back to being not partakers of, of the evils of this world plays into effect in the Bible. Um, is, is when you know somebody's openly homosexual, do you support their business by patronizing it? No. Um, and I, that, that goes to that thing there. And how are you going to know it if you don't study your Bible? See, everybody, if everybody picked up the Bible once a day, at least once a day, if everybody in this world picked up the Bible once a day and actually truly read a convicting scripture from it, we would be a lot better off and we wouldn't see a lot of this beast system being such a stronghold in our society. Hmm. But Well, how about it, Pastor uh, George? Would you, is there uh, some scriptures you'd like to read to us? Uh, yeah, let me grab one here real quick that actually says it. And that's right there in Matthew, and it's one of Jesus' great teaching. And it's judgment and lumber, and i got to bear with me a moment. My computer decided to move the screen because I, I have my electronic here with me. And it's authorized version, by the way. I won't use anything but the King James thing because it came from um, Antioch versus Alexandria. Sure. And I, I'm going to go past the genealogies here. I believe if we look right here, and I believe it's in Matthew 6. Yeah, right here, right here. This is the actual scripture. Take heed that you do not your alms before the men of before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward of your father which is in heaven. If you take the word alms, which means gifts, um, compassion, uh, your prayers, your prayers, you, it's like praying out in public just so men can see you. I mean that's just one of the instructions you'll find. But it means if you're going to ask God for something, don't do it out there exposed. Oh, forgive me, Lord. Please give me a brand new car today, oh, Lord. Out there in front of everybody in the public. Just so they could see and say, well, man, that man's a really devoted Christian. You know, it's that pseudo-Christianity. And we can't fake it. But um, And it, he tells you in here, and that right there is in Matthew 6, that was verse 1. Uh, but then it's just like you see the hypocrites, the, the Pharisees, they all sound trumpets before they do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right there. Uh, I mean, it's just one of the many convicting scriptures that are in Matthew that Jesus even did it. Jesus even says here further in the chapter, he says, "Don't let the left let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly." Uh, how would people know it if they're not told to read their Bible every day? How are they told not uh, what kind of vile person they are if they don't look at Romans 3.23? Uh, everyone likes John 3.16, but they don't look at Romans 3.23. And I'm going to pull up Romans 3.23 just for the reason that I want to... How are you going to know you're a sinner if you don't look at this one? Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't look at it. It says right here in 3 verse 23... For all sin and come short of the glory of God. It didn't say some have sinned. It says all have sinned. 
Yeah, but there's more to it than that, and nobody ever hears it, and no one ever looks at that. And if you look at the uh, verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation. Well, a lot of people go, well, I don't know what propitiation means. It's just a big, fancy word for payment. A sacrifice. A great sacrifice for for you. For, uh, your sin debt is paid by him. But it, it's a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Okay? How would you know if you didn't read that, Mike? Mm. How would you know that you were a vile sinner? Yeah. And a lot of well, you wouldn't. Most people don't. They they, um, they think that they're not. So, like I did most of my life. Yep. You know, they tell me that I'm not. Tell me that I'm uh, just like everybody else. So, here I'm. I'm going to show you this. Uh, are you still in the chat room? Uh, yep. I can pull it right up. If you're still, I have it sep- I had it. I have it a separate tab. Okay. Is that you that keeps going in and out? By the way, or is that? It probably way? does. It probably is me. Uh, my computer closes it when I switch tabs. Uh huh. Are you? There pers- I am. Oh, that's not you. So there's a guest five. So, anyways, guest five two. I want you to look at this video. Now, this is a video of Geraldo Rivera from Fox News. Uh, and I want you to look at his expressions, George, with all the things that you've learned. And tell me, is he under NLP? Is he practicing NLP? I don't see the link yet. Oh, okay. You want me to send it to you via Skype? I'll send it via Skype. Here we go. Yeah, send it by Skype. I'm going to minimize this so I don't have the echo. And Because, um, yeah, he's this endless grin. Now, you look at uh, the NLP... The guy who, uh, you know, um, blah, 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 who started, or who does this NLP website, the NLPU. Yeah, Richard Bandler. And all these guys, and look at the posture that Geraldo Herrera has, like him, Richard. And, um, yeah, I want you to... Tell me what's going on with Geraldo. Because Geraldo's walking around with a big grin on his face with his fake teeth, arms yep. crossed like this guy. And um, I will. Sh- you already have the cover for NLP University. And I want you. I'll send this to the whoever's in their chat room if they want to look at it as well. Guess five. Um, and what is Geraldo doing? Let me go ahead and close the. Um chat room out because it's echoing through my mic but yeah let me scroll back here to the beginning of this video now this is this is Geraldo Vero being confronted by this uh, very boisterous guy very dynamic young African-American guy this ripping him a new butt telling Fox to go back home you know even the reason why you're here is because of uh, the riots you wouldn't be here for any other reason. You're just exploiting us, and we don't need you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's funny look, looking at Geraldo. Okay, watch his hand gestures, Mike. He's all got Watch his hand gestures. When he's using his eye movements and his mouth is smiling, he is feeding into the rage. He's oh, yeah. Well, the first thing he's doing is... 
the first thing I'm sure Geraldo is thinking, oh, my ratings are going to go up. Yes, I'm gonna, if people are going to remember me again. He's, he's thinking all about himself and ratings. Um, but I'm looking at this it's guy. It's the Joker smile. It's the Joker Absolutely. smile. That's the thing about smiles, people. You can't yep. trust people that have a big old But even look at the guy that's ripping him. Look at the guy that's ripping him. He is keeping his eyes lateral left and up to the right. So do you think he? Do you think? Well, I guess the point being is, let's watch this again. The point being is, this guy is just a staged event. Yes, it is. This is a clear, clear. Him even ripping, and the way that they're allowing him to speak like they are, and not cutting the video off and walking away, is they want him to listen. Look that big old crooked smile, that grin. Yeah, and then that evil grin on his. And face. he walks around in a circle around his big old bodyguard, and what the. And the way he's doing it, white media, he's implanting those facts. And the black guy is actually, and I don't mean it said derogatorily, and I'm not trying to sound derogatorily, so please let's not think that I'm racist. But the um, young African-American there that's uh, actually part of this whole stage event is actually focusing on the word white heavily through his whole rant about white media, white media, white media, Okay. We all know it's not white. It's Roman Catholic-controlled media. Done, it does, there's not a color base on that. But they're using this African, young African-American to say white media heavily through it. He's repeating that, white media. Mike, and you heard that, and you see his hand gestures kind of like putting it up there, like talk to the hand gesture. And it's usually right after his hand goes up is when he says it. Watch the way he moves his eyes, too. It's it's, it's a visual cue, an auditory cue, and a physical cue. Mm. And Geraldo Rivera's feeding that anger for a reason. Because what's the first thing you notice is Geraldo Rivera's got that big grin on his face, that joker smile. And he's trying to play the pacifist as walking away from the guys he's ripping him a new one. Uh, playing the passive one while the other guy is playing the uh, verbal aggressor. So what what image do you think that's planting in your head? Uh, well, the first, well, a couple things. First thing I think of, I think of, uh, 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 the you know, anger, youthful anger, black anger, if you will. <laughs> yeah, um, but the other thing is, though, we look at Geraldo, I just, you think, you know, what a manipulative jerk he is. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but uh, with that big old grin on his face is so inappropriate in this uh, setting. You know, the last thing you would want to do if you have these group of people around there about, you know, that really are. Kill you. Yeah, if, if they're really, you know. Yeah, but, and he's just got this big grin around his face, walking around his big old bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me... That was the best one. I'm glad you've seen that one. Glad it's very, it's very suspect to me. So it's using all well, sorts of the, it's, it's the ding, 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 ding. It's going off. The bell's going off in your head. Well, the reason I wanted to show it is, is what the media is trying to use and what Fox is trying to use here is the same age-old analogy. All African Americans or blacks are in, inherently violent, 
and aggressive. The white people are always inherently passive. We know it to be fake. We know it to be a lie because we see it on a regular basis from all colors and all aspects. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. You're either a violent person or you're not violent unless God's in your heart and he'll change that. Right. But it just goes back to that same engineered visualization. This is an anchoring technique. This is NLP anchoring right here, 100%. It just by the way that they did it. They're anchoring that, that thought in your head. See, that's where knowing your enemy's weapons comes to play, Mike. Well, here's another thing, too. You think about this video. Uh, it's Geraldo with his goofy mustache and, I don't know, word, a 70s, 70s he's a man with uh, hair like that his age. I mean, it's just, yeah. he, looks, he looks like, uh, I don't know, Bob, Obvious. Bob Barbara Walter with a mustache. <laughs> Thank you. That works. Um, you know, the thing is, you look at him, um, I'm staring at right here, this, this image of him, and he's got that psychotic eyes, the grin about him like the Joker. This guy's yelling in his ear. Now, I'm going to ask you something. What would be the possibility, say, if Hannity showed up like there? Would that black guy be screaming in his ear? Would I guarantee you know. I guarantee would Hannity, you know. would he punched him in the face? What is actually going on here? And I, um, because you don't just get this. You, you know what? You never ever get an opportunity to see uh, interaction like this with big name uh, reporters. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen naturally. No, naturally. even 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 local reporters. If somebody yeah. was talking that way, the police or the bodyguards, or whatever, would have jumped in. And they would have shut it off. Like they never you were just saying, or like you were saying a minute ago, like Hannity, he would have decked them. Right. That's actually there is a few news reporters where the people who are behind them uh, spoofing the um, what they call crashing the video mm-hmm. while the news news reporter is doing a recording and she's in a public street or he's in a public street and somebody's in the background being a total dirtball and goofing off and being a jerk and making all kinds of gestures and the, the reporter catches eye evidently from the camera reflection off the way sees him turns around and punches somebody in the head. That was actually happened um, where the news reporter did it. He laid the guy out for mocking him for ruining the shot. That's what would have really occurred or you would have seen all these cops just come in mass like you said, and, and just start jumping on that person. Well, yeah, I, you and I, what if, we got, if we had the same situation, pointing the finger, waving the arms, going, you know, in this, mm-hmm. and it's almost like they found some guy who's, you know, kind of looks like Will Smith type of thing, you know. <laughs> but I even paused the video uh, at the one point where he's behind Geraldo Rivera, and if you look at the back, Back of his hat, it actually has the the back. His hat flipped backwards. Did you really look what was on the back of his hat? It looks like it says God's. G-O- it does say God's. G O D S. And God's. I was wondering if you caught that. Well, I don't know what that means, but what is up with that? Something God's. God's of war. God's of this world. We've all heard that word. Uh, there's a rap song out there with that in it too. And it's it's a stylish, trendy hat now with that on there. Uh, oh, gods. 
And that's one of those trends that we were talking well, about. Well, it's, it's not, it's plural, it's not possessives. It's not saying it's gods. Yeah. He's like he's gods. It's saying gods in plural. So who's gods? Yeah, exactly. That's the Who question. is gods? Yeah. What, what is that? What, Hat says gods. What do you, have you looked into that? I'm going to right now that you mention it. But see, that's one of those subliminal things that you notice that there's subtle subtlety. And I want to know what it means by gods on the hat. Uh-huh. Because we already know there's only one God. Is it glass clothing line? Is that what it is? I don't know. That's what it looks like. Let's see here. Yep, it is. It's uh, it's the brand. New Gods is, is one of the hats. A God's Army cap. The U.S. Army hat. It's It's a brand. But who made the brand? Hmm. That that's a question. Who made the brand? God's hats. What's up with this? It is uh, stamped. We've got a picture of these guys, these gangsters, and in his back. It's a type of gang. Yes, it is. It's the name of a gang. So this guy has a gang hat on named God's yelling at him. Yep. That's what it is. It's a, it's a gang. Okay. I wish, you know what I mean, uh, it, it seems to be like they're trying to make it out to be a game, whether it's a real gang or not. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out, who owns them. But I'm seeing pictures here of these black dudes, and they got like a mask that says God. They got the back of their black shirt that says God's. Yep. Um, they got the old gangster symboling going on. They got the uh, guy with the old uh, satanic, you know, what is that, the horn of whatever symbol, you know, the hand gesture of the two. Yeah, people. the jackal. He called the jackal? I never heard he called the jackal before. That's the first time I heard it. <laughs> it's actually the goat jackal is what it really is. When they hold the two fingers up and they, they close the finger and the two, uh, the uh, middle finger and the secondary finger there to the middle finger, uh-huh. that's the sign of the jackal. It's a, it's a Luciferian. Yeah, Luciferian. Uh, look at all these searches along with it. Luciferian. Yeah, you know what? That was all freaking staged, wasn't it? And it's, yes, it's, it's clearly. I mean, I streamed NLP right through the fact. That's a great call on that, brother. I didn't ever even saw that one before, so that was. <laughs> I right. knew there was something not right about it, but some dude walking Whoa. around with a god's hat, a black hat, and it's an image of a clothing line that gangs use. I don't know which gang it would be. I'm no angel, God inspired Christian clothing line. Is that what it is? Maybe that's what yep. it is. But I don't know why they would have it said like that. That's the point I'm getting at. Is why do why is God's plural? The only thing that I know of that has gods in plural, and like you said, it's the only thing that I can think of is is Celtic. Um, it all comes back to ancient Babylon, where they had a god for this, a god for that, and a god for this, and a god for that. That they were all idols. JimmyJazz.com. dot com. God, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this one out. Uh, it's so much random on there, and it's just a nut. I mean, I found hats that say God hates. Somehow God hates techno. Uh, Baker refused to make Bible-shaped cakes with God on them. God hates goods. Well, it has here is women wearing God's. It's some kind of fashion line, but they're trying to make it out to be gangster-like. I don't know. 
I mean, yeah. and then if you go out plural, that you know, we're not talking about pantheism. We're talking about what the heck? I was, it's amazing the roads that 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 the uh, lead you down. Yeah, that we, that we that we end up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I notice all these things. I'm trying to find out who's the designer, so I put in God's clothing line. Who is the designer? And somehow my computer decides to type a God's semi- gift. God's gift uh, featured on Georgie Georgie Shore. God's gift clothing line. But it just says God's. It's not the same one. And but if you look at it, it's all t- uh, urban. Yeah. Well, they, the thing is, is what are we looking at here? Uh, what is? How does anybody get get away with that? Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. Let's see, men's. We'll look at men's. Um, God, Chris, yes. uh, it's it's probably okay. Let me look here. It's not, like it's, I think can call it Christian all they want, but it ain't Christian. That's what it keeps coming up with. And they say the same thing about the dollar bill, but it says God on that too. No one in the right mind believes that's Christian. It's called a rooted swagger brand urban wear. Oh. But it's it's part of the anti Christian, anti capitalism, the randomness that I got from it. What? I went random here. And a Christian and a Catholic. Yeah. It's, really? it's what it says. Anti capitalist. Oh, anti capitalist. Oh. Well, that's an irony. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're selling T-shirts to say and shirts and hats to say God and saying anti-capitalist. I want to see that. Can you send that to me? Yeah, I'll send you that link. It just that's what I'm seeing on the search. That's what came up from the search on that when we were looking for gods. I, I I'm gonna. I don't know if it's part of it or not, but it's so much. That's one of the searches. It's not letting me get to. The actual company that's made that sells that hat. It's done by the Blaze Media, mm. and one of the hot topics: Baltimore Hits, Freddie Gray, Nepal, Hillary Clinton, Second Amendment, and the Blaze TV. What? What about Baltimore? We say that again. Okay, I'm going to send you the link in um, Skype, so you can look at the top. Of, it's at the top of their header on their web page. There you go. The Illuminati. Here we go. Now it's getting into Illuminati. It just gets weirder and weirder. I'm yeah, sure it's, it's all a bunch of... I'm sure it's just an exploitation of all of it. But, you know, that's, uh, yeah. uh, the thing is why, you know, everything's very strategic. They don't allow things like that. They just happen by happenstance. Very rare is anything organic. Um, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to click on the word God's. And then I'm going to click on Google Images and see okay. what I get. That's what I did. I could show you that. Or maybe you find it. You'll find it because they got gangsters wearing it. Yep, I see that. Going gorillas. Wow. That's at least they got doing. guys. They got guys pretending to be gangsters. At least. Yep. Uh, Actors playing thug. Yeah. So, anyways, we ended up going down this rabbit no, no, bunny hop trail or whatever the heck it is. But, you know, it just it ties into it again because now you're triggered into looking for something. 
Yeah, well, that's a perfect example. So here we are. We're looking at this stuff. We're uh, being manipulated, controlled. Now we know of a brand name of clothing. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised at Geraldo. I would not be surprised one bit that he's an investor in that, God's. I clicked on Google Images, and I get Greek, Greek mythology, Egyptian, of Olympus, Roman. Oh, you do, do you? Uh, Just by just to see the word gods, I wrote gods uh, on there, and that's what I got. And it's all kinds of mythology. So that's what it really is leaning you to. Well, I can show you this one. I'll, I don't know if you got this one or not, but I'll send this one to you. You tell me what you think about it because um, I got these guys. You might already have this image. But, uh, oh, that's, I can send that to them too. I meant to send it to you. Um, but you, you see what I'm saying is, is that we, keep, we fall into these traps. If they can um, dis- distract okay. you. Yeah. And I'm going to have to send you that one I just got a minute ago. That was kind of a trip. So I got this. It's called Stamped, uh, Stamped L.A. Gods. Yeah, that's collection. one of these. Uh, yep. Stamped L.A.'s new collection will be limited edition one, 50 pieces being released. Each designed L.A.'s clothing line has three new uh, visit pages. Okay. Okay, see, there we go. That goes back to marketing. Hurry up and get it while they last. Time. Time is of the essence. See now, you see how they trigger NLP? Oh, gosh, look at this. Oh, no, you got to look at this. Oh, gosh, look at this. This is crazy. Well, I want you to look at this now. Because this is it. This, it's a it's a it's a clothing line to promote gangsters. Now check this out. What I just sent you. I'm looking at their, that web page from that company. You see all the pictures like these kids walking around with their little mask around with gods, and then the the back of the shirt. Everyone's got like these masks on. I don't know uh, if whoever's. I'm looking at exactly what you're saying there. I'm whoever's the whoever's. Yeah, and I'm going to send that to you folks, too, that one person who's still with us. I want you to check this out because this this is not by chance. Okay, we got Geraldo. we got these guys with this clothesline, these yeah, gangster clothesline. And he's running around with his God's hat on. And we look, this whole thing is called Stamped L.A. God's Collection. Uh, apparently, this whole thing, this, this, that new, films, fashion, art, design, everything. They got these young kids all, you know, in the ghetto, run-down places. We got their bag. Dog out. That's NLP too. It's about planning imagery. Yeah. And Absolutely. It, it, it triggers the same thing, and that's why I said it's a big rabbit hole we're crawling down. But, um, but it's all engineered. We wouldn't have even realized of how they're promoting the gang violence. It's, and you, you wonder how corporations are funding the meat of the gang. Absolutely. It's, right it's, there. It's, it's, all, it's all, I bet you anything, the guy that's yelling at him too probably has some money issues with money in this. Well, not only that, but you know, I, I would, well, you know, because we know the CIA runs the main media. Yes. And, so, and who runs the CIA? Yeah. <laughs> Well, for Rome, but uh, and, and uh, the elite, so 
Roman uh, bankers that are all, uh, you know, Rome. It all goes back to Rome. So it all goes back to Babylon. That's what I always say. <laughs> they had a Babylon right now, and it has been for a thousand plus years. Is Rome? So, yep. um, or two thousand years actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two thousand plus. But yeah. <laughs> but you see, this is what I'm getting at. Is they're triggering you to look at that hat because you see them wearing that hat. Most kids' mindsets are always looking for labels. Because they the trend setting, you see, a, yeah, absolutely, no trend setting. Like, you see how those marketing triggers work. That's what it's all about. It always is, you know, they got all the camera guys there, and everybody's taking their pictures, and you know, you get the back that of the really hat. Fit in that riot, he don't fit in that uh, protest because he's all thugged well, out. Well, well, not only that, but let me, let me do something. If you look around more, the, the the crowd is a bunch of white people mostly, and like okay. they're conserv- some- oh yeah, and conservative blacks. But you know, if you look around, I mean, it's not like he's uh, uh, around a bunch of gangs. It's not like Geraldo is like in the midst of a bunch of gangs. He's all surrounded by media. Media. It's yes. like a staged event. You know, they got all these different uh, cameras and people, reporters, and, and you know, and we'll have that good spot on that. That's right on, man. You, <laughs> this is total staged. You that's about NLP staging, but right there's proof. Yeah, and you got the Recently. the mindless uh, smile. The other guy just flaring around with his eyes. Uh, and his arms ranting and raving about uh, how you guys don't care about us and why you know, the only reason right here is because it's a there's a riot and, and um, we were talking about the demonics at play and right there they are and, and Harado that he thrives on this yes his his whole thing his whole character is about being this kind of shady guy that. Uh, you know, never quite, you know, cuts the mustard, you know, as far as... Yep. Uh, it's always, always crap news coming out. <laughs> mediocre what, media. Yeah. That's and, the best it, way it, to put it. It's almost like... Oh, look at that file, smile there and hit this big old... Uh, yeah, we, we talk about NLP smiling. I mean, they, listen, if that was happening the, the average Joe and it was, you know, organic, you think that you would be smiling and that thinking it's real funny, some guy screaming at you? Oh, they'd have flaring, locked up in a quick. Flare, flaring their arms around, you'd be like pushing them away or saying, dude, get away from me, man. Just get out of here. You know what I mean? Yep. And if he wouldn't, then I'd, you know, but he just, Geraldo was laughing and smiling and looking, you know, uh, like, uh, he wants to show off his look how well you know <laughs> his big mustache. Yeah, and how fit I am for a seventy-year-old troll, and uh, <laughs> this other guy flaring around and just yelling at him, and uh, like Will Smith with his god hat on. It's all staged. Exactly. I'm not saying the people around him, everyone knows that, but they know what's going on. Him and that guy do. Him and the media know, but I don't think the rest of the people realize that it's a staged event. Yeah. And I caught it real quick when you asked me that question, and I was glad you asked me that question, because then I seen the other connections to what I've been researching. And it's not that I know all about NLP, but I got 300-plus hours in it. Right. I mean, I've been working working a lot of spare time on the subject, <sighs> so what they're doing and how they're using it. And I tell people, 
I say, if you want to know your enemy, know their weapons first and how they've infiltrated even the, the true Christians. Well, what is a true Christian? <laughs> it's the one that does the will of God. And it's seeking and striving to do the will of God, not what man would it, man's interpretation or vain interpretation thereof. Uh, if, if they study your Bible, due diligence. Study, learn what God has commands for you. God has structure for you to learn. One of the structures is, is the order of family. Uh, it's not it's not Tom and Tom or even and Jean. It is one man, one woman, and it's an established. It's an established covenant. It's just like the bride and groom. The bridegroom is Christ, and we're his bride. Hmm. It's, it goes to the structure. We have a well, that, you know, that's, that's very interesting that you bring that up, because, by the way, what's been going on the past week in Washington, D.C.? Oh, yes. I was going to mention that, too, Don't about me. the homosexual marriage. Uh, they're trying to um, destroy the sanctity of marriage. And, 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 you know, even if, they, even if it remotely gets through after all the appeal processes, you know, they're doing what, what was prophesied in the Bible. Uh, it, it, Rome did it, given to make it. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> I mean, look what God did to Sodom and Gomorrah. For those angels wanting to have, or the uh, men of that city wanting to have sex with the angels. When the angels can't reproduce and they don't have any sexual organs. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of hard to have sex with somebody that doesn't have them kind of or- organs. I don't know. I mean, there's cultures out there that men, young men, have sex with donkeys. So I'm not saying they yeah, well, oh, yeah, we're not going there. Well, it's about the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's, it's all this immorality. <laughs> it was the sheer fact of all the immorality. The more immorality takes hold in the society, <laughs> the more demonic and debauchery. Yeah, I can't say the word depravity becomes from it, we see the same curses coming on that came on to Sodom and Gomorrah, but there's also the other cities that were plagued with diseases. Uh, these, these plagues. Uh, look at Egypt. Remember the, um, the Israelites had to put lamb's blood on their doorposts and windows so the angel of death didn't, pat, didn't take them in the process? You don't hear, you know, that, that same depravity is coming again. So why do we allow the depravity to come into our house? We lose the sanctity of our home by allowing that TV to program us with all this. A true Christian would see, see it for what it is and not be, not be bought into it and be sucked in by it. Well, do, you, do you think there's any connection at all with the, the rights uh, first of all, um, you have this. Okay, if you look at a little bit of history of Baltimore, I think it was 18 and 61. They had a riot uh, on uh, <clears throat> April 19th. This guy dies on April 19th. They have this, you know, they film it. They they make it go viral. They allow it to go viral. Yep. These guys killing uh, this this guy, uh, breaking his neck. Another African American. Uh, then the riots start happening right at the same time that they're having these hearings about the gay marriage. It's a distractionary. It, one is to distract from the other. That's what it really is. It's so people that are Protestant or 
I can't use that word Protestant, but true Christians. I have to use the words true and Christian together because there's very few of us. There's, they're all over the world, but in a single area, there's very few really true devout Christians. Well, first of all, you know what? If it comes to this gay marriage thing, I don't care if they do it or not. I mean, I tell you why. None. Of, I mean, nothing in the Bible says that when you get when a man and a woman get married in the name of God, that you have to have uh, the state involved with it. Yeah, because God is the only one that can truly join people together. So my personal feeling about whether the state wants to allow gay marriage or not, I could care less because I don't recognize their authority in marriage to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Nor do I. So when we look at this, we, yeah. we have this thing going on with gay marriage, at the same time they are now pushing this riot thing. They allowed it to happen. Yep. We agree on that. Um, uh, instead of a deflection about the gay marriage thing or trying, you know, that it's actually working hand in hand, they're trying yeah. to you now go back to the very first selling principle of emotional tactics, fear. Yep. And all these people worrying about everything other but... Well, we God. should be, yeah. And, we, should uh, be, we should be only fearing God. And that's uh, the only fear, and it's a reverent kind of fear. Uh, it's what he well, can do to us after we die. We have the Pope now coming in September, right? So we're going to now see a whole bunch of social unrest and all these things happening. Yep. So that he comes in like a, a knight in shining armor. armor. Yes. Like, a, like somebody riding on a white horse, you know, you know. Okay, Bell, if you think about that, looking back, um, California was trying to pass a law back before the L.A. riots with Rodney King. You don't hear much mention of that riot, but they were passing a law back then, and they and a lot of people were protesting it, and the L.A. riots occurred. While the L.A. riots were occurring, they were still in the state capital of Sacramento passing the law. But everybody was focused on the Rodney King beating and the Rodney King riots, that the law was passed with all, with a less votes than they would have had against it. Huh. And it, it, like you said, but it's always there's somebody come in and say, well, I passed this law to protect my citizens. Well, the same as what the Pope's going to do. You're right. And I'm glad you've seen that, Mike. And, Glad you brought that to attention. Well, we have a lush, we had election coming up too. So, and it's all about, uh, protecting us from all these terrible things and how big bad wolf. Yeah. And, and <laughs> gay marriage thing, this whole thing that they're going to play out for a long time because it's oh, yeah. managed. And, um, uh, I don't know. And then day, will it be a national law? I don't know. Maybe the, whether it, whether they make it a national law or not, we as true, uh, ministers of God's word, and anybody, and the, the pastor thing is a title um, that it just means a teacher. That's what it means. That's what pastors do. They teach. Um, but um, everybody's a minister. Everybody has to spread the word of God and the good news that's in the God's word and the truth. And that's called truly by God will do just that. They will seek to bring the attention to the evils that are around them to call them out of evil. And if we play into the society, follow it like blind sheep, we become no longer sheep but sheeple, as a friend of mine always say, and I've said it for years, is what would you rather be, a sheep or a sheeple? 
sheep are blindly uh, sheep are blindly led to slaughter by the enemy, when sheep are brought to be sheared by the shepherd mm-hmm. and to be taken care of. And that's where where the analogy of sheep comes in great. Because if you look at it and you look at the mentality, if they trigger the fear, they trigger control. Because they already own you, they already own your mind with all this mind-numbing garbage that they put out there. If I, if you wouldn't have had me looking at this video of Geraldo Rivera, and I say it kind of condescendingly sarcastic, but like you said, he's just this mediocre, somewhat successful media mogul. He's not one of the number ones like Hanley and Colburn or whatever it is that Fox is really pushing out there. Well, they they always send them out to do something kind of controversial to stir up the the nonsense. Yeah. Geraldo's wearing black. This guy's wearing black. It's yeah. it's staged. It's cleanly staged. But look at the look at the brother's clothing. Yeah. Look at the young man's clothing. Does that look like something he just bought? Uh, does that look like something he's had for a while, or does that look brand new? Every piece of his clothing is staged. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but if you look at the brother's clothing. It is too crisp, one, for being in a riot situation. They're not going to care what they look like when they go on to a riot. I'm sorry, it's just like a woman. Uh, and I'm going to use a, the vanity of a woman for they this. Got the, they, got the uh, pretty, they got the pretty black woman in the background, too. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, 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 not, I'm not mentioning her. I'm just saying a woman, uh, before she gets, gets up, before she goes out the door in the morning, what are the three main things they do? Makeup. Hair, clothing has to be organized and neat. Ninety-nine percent of women have, have to present themselves in a way where they look better than the next woman. It's it's an inherent evil, but they do it. It's, it's vanity. Why would this brother be wearing all nice, crisp, clean clothing? That that's the question I ask. At least this is the analytical thinking that NLP strips from you. Yeah. And that's what I remember we were talking about in our last interview. They strip your analytical left brain thinking. If you can't think logically for yourself, you become a sheeple. Right. And in the left right hand corner, it has Freddie didn't die in vain. Civil rights today. Big old sign in the background right there. Yep. That they uh, obviously strategically put in place. The. Uh, Badge, the little, uh, not stickers, what do they call those, those things, the buttons, buttons on his hat, I don't know what they say. Oh, pins, hat pins. Hat pins, what are those, I don't know. Well, they're like campaign pins. You know, Nixon had them, Tricky Dick had them, Reagan had them, Carter had them, Ford had them, Kennedy had them. Uh, Be Like Ike, you remember that one? Think Like Ike or something like that back in the 70s. I mean, if you look back, you'll see all these stupid uh, campaign pins. Well, these, that one probably is pictures of him and his family and all the family that was left behind and traumatized by this murder of this poor brother. Black well, you know, when they got the, the bodyguard there, they're just kind of just he's standing around looking all over the place, kind of not really, you know, you think uh, if it's legit, you know, really worried about things. He had eyes would be glued on that black kid and make sure he didn't touch him, you know what I mean? He's yeah, like, well, <laughs> If you go to exactly 45 seconds in the video and pause it, you got the guy with the hat pins, Freddie didn't die in vain, civil rights is what you see in the image, but then you see this gloved fist raised up in the middle of the image. 
Oh, yeah, black power. There you go. It's That's awesome. a Black Panther symbolism. No, it's all staged, man. It's really it's purely a staged event. There, there, that's been a, that's established, but it just that's why when you were mentioning that billboard in the background, I had to share that with you because that's the black power. Black power. You know, the white power does the same thing. A, a lot of people don't know the Roman Catholics and the Masons invented the KKK. Oh, sure. Okay, there was a reason for the KKK, and it ain't because of blacks being suburban to whites or anything to do with the Aryan race. Oh, by the way, KKK, what, what's the, where Who? is, no, I don't know, a K in the number, I could say what, K, if you count from A to K, what, what number is that? It's actually 11. It's 11, 11, 11. This is the resident. Yeah. 11, 11, 11 adds up to 33. Yep. Which is another thing for 33rd degree Masons if you put the connection together. Yeah, and then you got the Albert Pike's connection. Oh, yeah, we can, we can go all the way back. Even um, Albert Pike, you can go back to the Charles Fennell. Which I, I, I feel as strongly that Albert Pike was actually a Jesuit priest. He was. Um, yeah. And then you got this one that's been going around locally and I, I lately, and it's the stigmata. I don't know if you've heard of that in Catholic lore. The guy's got holes in his hands and ankles that don't bleed. They don't heal, but they don't bleed. Hmm. They got a priest that they've been running around with that lately, too. I've seen that on, like I said, as I had flipping channels, I spotted that on the EWTN channel, the Jesuit-run uh, Catholic channel on cable. Uh, they had him running around that he was going to come somewhere and visit people in a certain area, and it's like, really? And all this is coming out, coming about as the lies progress. And as as this gets further and further into the demonics at play, you'll see more of this, Mike. You'll see heavily more of this. And that's the wickedness of it. And I'm just going to ask if I could take a couple minutes to step out of the room for a minute. Sure, go ahead. And then I'll be right back to the interview. i got to step outside for a minute. Okay, <laughs> okay. All righty, I'll be right back, guys. So, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm looking up, well, I can see if I can find it, that video of the guy cutting fire hose during the riots that has a gas mask on, very new-looking gas mask that some kid out of, uh, and some poor neighborhood somehow find, and that, that this cameraman cutting fire hose at... Baltimore riots and they have the cameraman right there and they're watching this guy as he takes a couple cuts um, at fire hose and uh, maybe we can look at that and see what that's all about because they have these guys and this is once again CNN so you can't trust anything that comes from CNN you can't Cannot, especially when it comes to these "quote unquote" lie accident things, with their forgery of stuff that was going on, supposedly with the uh, Iraq War and everything else. And, um, they do a lot of this uh, um, just like they just like they loved um, the burning of the uh, CVS store. I mean, they just sat, just stood there watching burn down the CVS store. You know, he had uh, riot 
police in riot gear, seeming, uh, oh my gosh, can't do anything. Certainly they could have done. They could have stopped that in a heartbeat. They didn't stop it. Why did they not stop it? So we'll look at this and see if there's any more NLP going on. Who knows? I don't know. One thing I do know is very ironic that they have something like that going on. Um, So we'll look at that. He had like this video. um, I don't know if anybody's even paying attention to the show, but guess five, I'll send this to you if you're still paying attention. I don't know. Um, but uh, but did I send the right thing? I don't think I even send the right thing. Okay, let's try that again. Copy. Anyways, it's uh, very interesting. At least to me, it is. Um. to look at this stuff wherever it's worth, um, to know that once again, we're getting a staged event. And watching this, and they got the, the, the clean white. Oh, there! Oh my gosh! There goes the water. They oh, blocked the guy. Are you there? Yes, I am. I just got back. <laughs> Here's another short one I want you to watch. You look at that. I sent it to you via Skype. Uh, it's a YouTube one, and this one is called uh, "Baltimore Riots." Masked rioter cuts fire hose on live TV. Comes back and does it again. Freddie Gray. And this guy who cuts it, okay, he has this a brand new gas mask. No, everyone's walking, you know, standing around. No one's doing a thing about it. And the guy ends up cutting. The, and um, then they had like these really, I don't know if there's a, probably a better one out there that's longer, actually. There is one that's longer. Let me, let me um, switch over here to... Um, yeah, the one you pasted was the one about the God's clothing line again. Did I send the other one, though, the YouTube one? That's that? what I found it there. I was clicking the wrong spot. Yeah, I sent the wrong one to the guest. Yeah, I the one. Yeah. I know. If you look at this, and you see this, what's going on, and these people just, like, standing around, you know, and no one's really... There's a there's guy again with a gas mask. If you go around uh, one minute, and he's got this real fancy gas mask, and um, then he cuts two cuts into the fire hose, and everyone just stands around like, oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, as if you know, this whole community of retards, no one had enough sense to try to do something about it, run to the, to the fire department, a policeman or something, and say, listen, things are happening here. Yeah, and I see that there, and that's why I'm going to click back to a minute. Yeah, and I see the guy you're talking about with the gas mask when the guy whacks at the hose. Right. Yeah, and I see that. And if you look, their focus is not on the, really wasn't on the fire hose. At first, it was on this guy with the mask and the uh, Muslim scarf around the Oh, oh yeah, 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 the, the black and white checkered scarf. That's that wonderful Muslim, Masonic Muslim 
symbolic scarf. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that right off the bat. Then you got this guy with a, you got all these media, they're all focusing on it. And here's that same brother from the Geraldo Rivera image. Wearing, hold on a minute, brother. Let me pull. This, let me get a hold of this here because I want to pause it. That gentleman that you you said was the one that looked like he was the one whacking it. He's got like a different type of hat on. But let me see if I can locate him here and give you a time. Oh, they just got the video. This, this you know, everyone's poking at the, the fire hose. You know, they're staring at the fire hose. And oh my gosh. And uh, people all standing around with their cameras. Some exactly. Dude, Forty-three dude. seconds in. Forty-three seconds in, the guy's got a yellow object in his one hand. He's wearing a red, white, and black ball cap. No shirt on, just the jacket. A pair of ripped-up chatty jeans with something around his stomach. Do you think he's the same guy? Look at the face. Look at the facial features. Well, I can't tell because that hat. But well, I know I can't say it's yay or nay on that one. But uh, I'm going to go back to this guy's facial features. I mean, there's similarities. Well, the thing is here is yeah, look no, at, the guy that's in the other the image ones that were doing all the violence earlier. The ones that were the organic violence were teenagers. Yeah. These are all adults. Yeah. And I see that, and I agree with you on that. But it's just weird. Is the guy that cut it, uh, the guy that cut it, he's walking around with the, um, that band around his hand. I don't know. If, yeah. I think. No, that, no, no. He's, he's, he's not the one. He's got some dude with a, he's got, there he is. Oh, they can't see. They got some, where do you get that gas mask from? Why, why is it no problem with him wandering around with that gas mask? You know what I mean? What the heck? Yeah, that's the guy with the jacket with the gas mask around the stomach. Stomach? No, that's he's got a camera. That's a camera. That okay, has. that's a camera. I couldn't tell what my my screen was pixelating. But yeah, you see that. But I'm trying to get to where they that. Show that up. was totally another totally staged event. You have adults all over the place. No one doing a dang thing. They letting the guy cut that. Yeah, it's a Folks, white guy. This supposedly is supposed to be fighting a fire. And if you watch the two guys and those, you know, yeah. Uh huh. Well, you know, um, everyone's just standing around like, oh well. I mean, you'd think after that, and they cared about the neighborhood and all that, with their uh, the building in the back with the red, white, and blue. They had that one guy. He's got a T-shirt that you're talking about. He's I don't know. Maybe he is that guy. He kind of has a. The funny thing is, it blurs out. And when it gets real close to the camera, they, they pixel it out. They make it blurry. So the guy didn't really have a... It could be the guy that was with Geraldo. I wouldn't be surprised. You look at that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just like, hey. They don't do anything about it. They just let the guy cut it. And then, just, and then look at the guy's holding the... Oh, no. Is that one dude? By the way, the one guy with uh, the shirtless and the, 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 cat, the, the cap. Yep. He's the one he holds the dude's bike while the guy goes cut it again. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's one of the stage inventors. That's what I was trying to figure out. Was he the one that was holding the bike or was he the one that was doing the cutting? That's what I was asking. I'm gonna to try to see who's doing the cutting. That's what I was trying to find out who was doing it. Oh the cutting is this dude has a gas mask on and it's red 
But you have all these guys. Oh, know. yeah, I see him there now. I've seen him walking around. Oh, my gosh. They got this, they got this grown man there to stand in there. Uh, hey, uh, you think that they would say uh, the next time they saw the guy, that someone would push him away or kick him in the head or something. Mm-hmm. You cared enough about your neighborhood, you think you would fight for it. I mean, what's going on here? Come on. <laughs> they got the old American flag in the background. Here goes that guy with that. I'm looking at it again. He's got the shirt, the shirtless, and he's just standing there. And he's going with the, they got the red thing. Yeah, what is that all about? And then he's, his face is all blurred. He, when he gets close, they, they pixel it out. They kind of make it all blurry. Yeah, exactly. And they tell you it's a camera glitch. And then they, uh, <laughs> they have the, so now he, the guy with the gas mask comes back and pats this guy in the, uh, uh this. I smell a rat. Yeah, the guy's holding it. He's holding the yep. bike. And there's another guy with another gas mask. There's actually two with gas masks. Totally staged event. Yes. Remember, look at the back of the imagery of the clothing, too. Always look at the clothing, too, when you're looking at this. Right. But there's a reason. Well, see the brother with the um, black and white checkered? um, Look at the symbology on the shirt, the Asian symbology. What's up with that K thing? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, remember 33. Think about it. There's two Ks on his shirt. Right. Where And you can't see the bottom of it because they got this big banner in the way of it. But I can't say it's Chinese. But look at the guy's mustache and the way his lips are. He's wearing that big beanie. Okay? I don't think it's 30 below zero out there that they need... Uh, Oh, they're all working together, right? You know, the case, oh, yeah. and even the, the reporter. I mean, the reporter's not doing a thing. He's, of course, he's pretending to be a reporter. And his <laughs> yeah, but he's holding the mic in the guy's face. But if you look, the glasses, you can't see the guy's eyes, yeah. the reporter's eyes. But um, what's the words underneath it? Uh, something about rescue and recovery? Yeah. Oh, that's about Nepal. Yeah, it looks okay. like it. Yeah, that yeah, is in there. But that guy, is, he's got his um, eyes hidden, but he's using a lot of hand gestures. Touching of the chin, the hand being flat at mid-drift, uh, going down to his heart. And that's all suggestive. Well, this whole thing, this whole gang thing has to be, a part of it has to be. Uh... It's all in connection. Yeah, it's all about gangs, you know, trying to make it out to be gang, gangs, gangs. Yeah, and uh, if you did, you look down below what site you linked me to. Look at the guy's um, icon. Um, Info Mouse Media. Oh yeah, Info Mouse Media, like Walt Disney or something like that. Exactly. It's a it's a mockery too. It's an illusion too. Too make Mickey Mouse. But um, it's just funny as I caught that out logo. <laughs> like I said before, I'm into imagery and seeing things like that and see the symbologies of everything. And I did, I dissect everything. And that's my downfall, I think, sometimes is I over, over dissect things sometimes. And that's why it takes me so long to research something to actually get it out there. Before I put it out there, I want to show people how these are relevant. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head today, brother. You hit the nail on the head tonight with these. These two right here was perfect examples. Geraldo Rivera's confronting about Fox News coverage 
the fire hose getting cut. I mean, those are perfect examples of NLP being used. Yeah. And they, they're, they're putting an image. The white guy's this passive, passive guy that's filming the event, reporting on the event, and all you got is these black hoodlums. These hood rats. These thugs are cutting the hoses. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it shows that the, it, it's, it's, it's instilling that same mentality that's been going on since the beginning that African Americans, all these are always violent. They're inherently violent. There is no passive in their body. There's no passiveness to them. They're always looking for a fight, looking to be this gangster, for lack of a better word. It, it all stems from that. It's all about the imagery and the negative connotations that come with it. Mm-hmm. And it's that thug mentality. Go back to the L.A. riots again. What did they do? The blacks drugged that white, poor white truck driver out of a semi and beat him almost to death, that Rodney Denny. And it goes back to instilling in your mind that African-Americans are these violent, inherently violent and evil people, and they need to be controlled. We need to get rid of the ghettos. We need to eradicate the ghettos. But now we got white people acting just like them in the same riot. Mm-hmm. So it's instilling that all poor people are violent, uh, inherently violent. Dead. What's the word I'm looking for? They're the. Um, they're the well, uh, it's, it's it's you know planting in a, an impression that you know well, we need to have more and more uh, security. We need to have more, more totalitarian. Yes, we need look at how animalistic all these people are. And by the way, a lot of them are, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're, like they're, they're exploiting it, and you know, and it's not like the day to day, you know, the average, I mean. It's engineered exploitation as well. That's what it is. I mean, there's, there's yeah. certainly there's plenty of black and black violence, there's black and white violence, there's black violence, white violence. It goes around. There's a lot of dumb, godless young men and women that haven't been raised in the truth. And they will do. I mean, let's look at when we were young men. You know, we did some yeah. pretty stupid things. Yeah, we did. I admit to it. And I mean, I got into it because we do. We, we need police officers, and we need you know basic protection. We need people to show up once in a while. That, but you know, um, this is all planted. You know, something like this. But I. It was clearly about cops. When you said that about yes, we do need police officers but we need those that are actually doing their job and not feeding the NWO and the Illuminati machine. Um, case in point, because I'm, I'm self-employed. I have to survive day to day on this job comes in, that job doesn't come in type deal. Well, case in point, this guy owns a business and he, he's publicly, he's public. Everything about his business is public and his son goes around and I've got video of him driving away from my van after he tried to ram me into a wall. I've called the police on this family several times and to just to get them to do their job. I don't want to bother, not bothering them. Can you please have them stop bothering me? I'm not. And it goes back to that Job thing where why is my uh, suffering perpetual? Why is it never ending with this family? Why are they not getting rid of it? But because they're seen as this big major contributor to the community they can't do no wrong. Their family's this perfect family. 
but they're also Roman Catholic. And it just solidifies what we've been saying. Is, but then you call the police. They treat you like you're the problem in the society because you don't have a fancy brand new car. You don't have a building with your name on it. Uh, and that, that's the whole thing is that you're stereotyped because you don't have all this big money. And a lot of people don't grasp that. And a lot of and a lot of people think that I'm nuts for saying it, but it does. Is is your if you come from a non, I would say, uh, wealthier background, you're looked as unimportant, and then you add the fact that you're a truther, and that you're um, a real truther, I should say, or a Christian, you're looked at with more disdain. Oh yeah, engineered well. disdain. I will show you one more thing here, and then uh, it's 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 a, lang- a longer video of the same one with Geraldo, but this one's seven minutes. And this guy, he's got his shirt open now during it, and he has uh, I can't beat him shirt. Okay, that's actually supplanting the word. So he has shirt unzipped in this one. Yeah, I can't beat him. How far into the video is it? Uh, look around. When do we start seeing it? You can start seeing it around three and a half minutes. He opens it up three and a half minutes. Four minutes starts. Four minutes on. You can see it. He's talking to other reporters now. Yeah. I can't beat him. So what's what's up with that shirt showing off? I I can't beat him. <laughs> But it's the same thing. I told you, everybody's wearing it staged. Yeah, they want to really talk to this guy. This guy really is articulate, you know, and this guy knows what he is. He's, he's too educated for being part of that area. And his old eyes are all bugged out. Yeah, well, then he also just made a connotation to white suburban America. He's engineering that racism yet again. Engineered. It's still more engineered. And then he starts slamming the um, media reporter. But if that would have been anybody else, Mike, they would have had him in handcuffs and locked in a rubber room. Look at all the characters around. You got like the one guy's like the Louis Farrakhan guy behind yep. him with the, the high, that glasses and the hat. Then they yep. got a guy like that's got a turban behind his on his head. What the heck is a guy with a turban on his head? <laughs> yeah, what has he got to do with the riots? What is on his turban? It's like a cop. What the heck is going <laughs> to... I got to scroll back a little bit on that. Ugh. But this is what I was getting at. Is it? Yeah, I can't see what it is, but that's a Sikh turban. No, that's a Sikh turban. So why does a Sikh doing there? Then you've got Farrakhan. you got somebody with a, with a, another God's hat in the background. <laughs> uh, another one with Baltimore on a hat. Uh, everybody, and then you got brand new iPhone 6 over in the far right corner filming the event with a white person's hand. 
Actually, two of them, two different iPhones, all on the right side of the screen. Right. And then, the, then you got the poor white girl. She's got one of these um, Samsung Galaxy. And this, and this, was, this guy keeps on saying, "I don't want to. I don't want to be reported." He's yelling. He says, "Turn off the cameras! I don't want to be reported." And he says, "What are you white people doing here? What are you white people doing? You're going back to white suburban America, and we got all this forty-four thousand. And I love how he alluded to forty-four thousand. And there's a, that's a weird mention there. I haven't deciphered that. But if you think about it, how many Jews were let out of captivity of Egypt? 44,000. And I'm wondering why he picked that one statement. Is he alluding to the fact that um, there was 44,000 uh, slaves and that there might be 44,000 vacant homes in Baltimore? I don't know if that's the actual statistic of vacant homes in Baltimore. But that's what he's claiming. You know, the funny thing is, is the guy is actually saying things that are relevant. They are true. He's like he says, all the vacant houses that are the city and all this stuff. And, you know, he's he is bringing up a uh, truth that people have recognized. But it's so with his gestures and everything. Are you really focusing on what he's saying? Uh, that's a good point. You know, why, uh, uh, yeah, all the flaring of the hands and all that and all the screaming and all that, is anybody really listening to what he's saying or is it really just, uh, once again, emotion? Yeah. Stirring up emotion. So like if you're a racist white guy, you're going to look at that and say, blankety blank, blank, look at that big mouth, blankety blank. And, uh, yeah, it's engineering racism. Yeah, and then, but then they got the shirt, and the, uh, now he's unzipped, and the shirt's saying, I can't beat them. I can't beat them. Yep. Or, or I can't something. Is, no. you can't, I can't beat. I can't beat? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's what it says. It says, I can't breathe. Um, and he's got gods on his hat, which is the thug mentality. And one of the things that blacks like to use, and I'm not saying this derogatorily, but... Is it's it's an it's an allusion to suffocation, being suppressed. The "I can't breathe" statement comes back to the illusion of suppression by the whites, oppression by the whites. He's 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 reverse racism. They're using him as a reverse racist in what he's written on that shirt. I can't breathe. If you think about it, it's it's the oppression of the whitey. Uh, and I hate to say it this way, but I come, like I said, I lived in L.A. Well, that, this this apparently can't breathe. It might have nothing to do with anything because it looks like uh, they got a bunch of, like, seems to be a cultural thing. they got a lot of black players that wear this. Oh, oh, LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, these guys, this must have something to do with the NBA and that kind of thing. So I can't breathe because they're all, like, wearing that. It looks like... Uh, now, that's my, I'm wondering if it's an illusion or if it's just a, that's just the only thing that's legitimate on him. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe. Or ambiguous is what I'm looking for. Not legitimate, but ambigu- ambiguity in the scene. Well, yeah. But there's a reason he unzipped his coat to show you that shirt. It seems to me it's like an opportunity to market something. Maybe this is all yes, about marketing. Is. It could be not, marketing. He has another T-shirt, you know, um, High school bands, I can't breathe. T-shirt times. 
Yeah, but see, we're going into that same rabbit hole again. Wait, why stars making a statement wearing, uh, I can't breathe? Well, let's find out what that statement is. Because we don't know, right? I know. You don't know. I don't know. And I'll be the first to admit I don't know. I see that's something new. I don't know at all, and I don't claim to know at all. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But you made a good mention on that. Let's see what. Now, did you find anything yet on that, Mike? So, LeBron James, it says in this report, is the most polarizing athlete in American sports. Is that what you can find on it? I'm going to send this to you. Oh, it's about Eric Garner. Okay, look up The Guardian, uh, newspaper reporter. I know it's back. It it is. It is. About Eric Gardner, and it's another thing. It's another protest thing about. Yeah. So he got that. Yeah. So that was not. That was obviously not just organically that that guy. Wait a minute. You know, the young man is amazingly talented at promoting, and is you know he is a man who's really uh, maybe he is maybe he's one of those amazing, unique. Uh, people out there are so you know somebody really uh, is part of um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, is very social conscious and is really actively involved in social issues. And but when you see this whole thing about it, the God, the God's uh, thing, and you see gangs, gangsters doing that, you know what I mean? Did you just send that to me, the Guardian? Yep, I sent you the Guardian news article about it because that's where I found out about the I can't breathe. And it goes back to, like I said, oppression, the illusion of oppression that shirts a way to market that, market a tragedy. Well, I don't know if it's an illusion, my friend, that there's oppression. I'm not saying I'm saying alluding. The word A-L-U-A-L-L-U, it's an allusion to oppression. I can't breathe. The murdering of blacks, young blacks. Okay, the black guy getting his neck broke. Okay, they're alluding to the thing that cops are violent, and it's the white cops. They're focusing on the white ran police force. When we all know it's not white ran, but Roman Catholic ran. You see what I'm saying? That's why I gave you the Guardian's image about it. That's another one of those Jesuit ran media programs. Well, you see this, the whole thing, this whole thing being filmed with Gardner, too. And he's, I, I never seen this before, but here's this guy who, uh, it, it just, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's certain protocol that all men should know not to do. And if you've yeah. got cops around you giving them lip too much, eventually they're going to, especially, yeah. you know, most of them, you know, they're already not all there to begin with. That's why they're, what they're doing. So, I yeah. just, you know, the smartest thing to do with cops is don't talk to them at all. 
Just walk unless, you, unless you have to. Well, yeah, unless they demand that you need to talk to them, but giving them lip and all that, these guys That's just don't... inciting violence. They're, yeah, you're inviting a chokehold. That's what you're inviting. You're just uh, an opportunity to get your butt kicked and no protection whatsoever. And a reflection, once again, of, of the truth of the fact that we do live in an oppressive society. It's always been this way. It didn't start happening in 2015. It was this way in 2000. It's been this way all, all my life. It's been that even worse part of my life. We do live in creation. Yeah, but in this country... You know, it was first of all this corporation called the United States of America. There has always been violence going, not only gang violence, but then police brutality. You have to recognize it. You have to realize that there's no way that you can get away with giving cops lips like he's giving them lip and not getting your head bashed in. That's the yeah. world that we live in. Whether you like it or not, whether you find it just or not doesn't make a difference. The reality is the reality. Exactly. exactly. And so, you know, uh, so this whole thing, you look about Eric Gardner, and they're all him giving the lip. And, you know, I, what I see all this is, it's it's just trying to raise uh, a, a heightened social unrest. Because it's not really about changing anything, because nothing's going to change, folks. Nothing's going to change, except... No more of our freedoms are going to be taken away. And now they're finding, you know, this is what they do every time they do this stuff and start having these um, uh, scripted violence acts. Uh, then, yep. you know, sure, people may die. They don't care. If we look at 9-11, they'll kill 3,000 of us. They don't care. They'll kill half of us to get yep, what they yep, want. To, just to force more. Uh, what they want. What so? Yep. So, so no. Well, what you know, have to get bigger than bigger than that. Go. What is it that they want? It, what it, they want is because you know, since we've already taken, you know, the uh, the people of this corporation have taken over uh, this continent from sea to sea. It's yep. all been uh, developed to, developed to a point that's satisfactory for the owners, and now it's time to re relin. Uh, the human resource. Now, the human resource is all of us. What do they want to do? They want to, yep. just like, okay, we talked about earlier about this whole thing that happened in on Baltimore with the, the violence, letting the kids burn down the shops. Yeah, the okay. structure collapse. Right, so that they end up having what they really want next in here, and they'll be kicked out. And this whole thing about all this gang violence stuff, is once again, is to justify like more... Yeah, more money. Well, let's put it this way: it's what we're going to see in the future, the justification of drones in the air, of robotic police force that uh, yep. more police. You know, police in every corner. You know, that kind of thing. Yep, a cop uh, in every corner. Yep. Yeah, and it's the next step towards this whole totalitarian society. Right. Which we already are in, but this is just ramping it up for this third world war. They want they want the best and the brightest, the young blood to yep. die for this mindless war they're gonna have in Eurasia, Ukraine and the Middle East. Yep. And a lot of people are gonna die. They don't care. They don't care at all. They, care, that, at all. they care about one thing. Money and control. Absolutely. The control first and then money is the second reward for that control. Um, it goes back to ancient Babylon, where it was one king 
it's that one ruler that's prophesied in the Bible, and it's going to happen. What if, there's no way we're going to stop it because it's going to happen because God said it's going to happen. It's how do you live in a society that's doing this is the good question. Well, it's like everyone else has had to live now for thousands of years. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's the thing. You know, uh, we're not living. At, the only thing that's unique about our time is the technology. Outside of that, it's still the same old thing. The same groups of people still run our lives and control us and still enslave us. And Jesus gave us a way out of this mess. It's not an earthly answer. It's it's, it's an eternal answer. Yes. And so, uh, but people don't want that. And then people think, you see, there's a thing about the Roman Empire and empires in general. The reason why they're in control and they have an empire is because they know how to control the, the fundamentals of an empire, you know, the banking system, you know, money, yep. uh, this, this, uh, uh which is, you know, it's it's all fake. It's uh, the, the fiat currency and all that. Then there's the religion, the priest class. Then there's the political, and then there's the military. They know, you know, what they know how to do. Empires, uh, which we are part of. Yep. We're not the empire, as much as people like what to think. The United States is not the empire. We're part of an empire. And what exactly. the empire likes to know how to do, it really is good at killing. And it's really good to have thousands of years of experience. Let's go back just to uh, just an example that, but it's not the first with the, how they dealt with the Jews, the Holocaust. Yes, I'm not talking. I'm talking about two thousand years ago, seven Oh, and the Moabitic purge. Yeah, no, two thousand years ago in the Jerusalem. Jerusalem fell. Yep. Okay, we can go further back. Yes. So I'm saying, and all the way through until now, they know how to kill us. They know how to kill. Bunches of us. They've had you know? a lot of practice. <laughs> That's what they do. See, if you think you're going to defeat it because of your will, because of your strength, your might, you don't have the might necessarily to conquer the system. None of us. If they try to say, well, you know, if you get 90% to 99%, 99% of us, if we get it all together, they can't do anything. But, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. The problem is they planned for that already. Okay, and you're never going to have it. It's not going to stop. No, it's not going to stop. Until and that's until he returns, yes. Absolutely. It's just going to get worse and worse. So the thing is, people say, well, you're just laying it down. You're laying down. You don't care. You're not fighting. Or, no, we are fighting. It's just we, annoying your enemy. Right. The only way is the spirits to keep the, the Bible tells us are, uh, the war is what? And the war battles against powers and principalities and, uh, and princes of this world. And, and darkness and, and whatever I can't remember I gotta look at it again. But anyways, the point wars, is, rumors of wars. Uh, we're we're not fighting against. Uh, uh, what was that? Yeah, I gotta remember it too, and I had it in my head. It's just a minute ago. <laughs> what, what what verse we is that again? Not with principalities, but with the rulers, the powers of this earth. Well, it's and, spiritual war, and what it is, yeah. it's, dar- it's darkness. And if we're ever gonna conquer any of this, we have to get back to. The truth of the Bible and the Word of the God. Fundamentals in it, yes. When Jesus Christ, and if you want things to really change in any way, uh, have some peace of mind, peace of the soul, spirit. Which, which, where is that? Is it Ephesians, Galatians? What is it? I think that is in Galatians. I'm gonna go look it up myself. It's, no, it's, it's one that we've used many times, and I can't remember. So. Yeah, we wrestle not. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember where it is. And I'm right now scrolling through Galatians right now. Well, I could look it up too. So, 
but yeah, but it's just you know it's it, it's got to be Ephesians. It's got to be right around. Um, let's see here. It's, it might even be Corinthians, but it's been so much. I studied this so much. I should know where it is. E, how do you spell it? We wrestle. Yeah. Not. Um, it is definitely probably Ephesians. I'm looking right now. Wrestle not against flesh and blood. Or above all principality and division. Uh, let's see. KJV Bible. <laughs> That's pathetic. All right. I look at Ephesians six twelve. Yeah, but just before the whole armor of God, then. Uh, so we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In high places. So you know that's the thing. The thing is, is yeah. So we break that down. It's we're not wrestling against the cop, the police on the street. He might be bad as all get out. He might be just as wicked as a gang member. This is the reality because, you know, we're all wicked and all sinners unless we have God in our life. But we're out fighting them. And the only way to, and what does it say? What does it say in, that's to be before we close, why don't we read Ephesians 6 about what it talks about? Uh, if you look at Ephesians six eleven, that's the whole armor of God. Which, or not six eleven, but... Um, it's in Ephesians 6 as well, which is 6.13. It's taking on the armor. But if you go up further, I want to go up a little further because that's actually, you had that in context when you mentioned that, Mike. Mm-hmm. And each one has a context. And if we take the first one, which is the duty of children towards their parents, and that's one through, bear with me a minute, one through four, which is children obey your parents in the ward for this is, the, is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Pardon me. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. See, this right here is the second commandment that we're supposed to do for our children. It's to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And a lot of people don't do that, and this is why our our society is going the way it is. We've got kids dying in the streets because they have no clue what God is. Because they aren't being brought up in the Word of God. All right. And then if you go further, though, then, you know, from five on, it's really when things also start going, you know, especially six and yeah. uh, seven. But anyways, it says... Uh, this is something that most people are not going to be happy with, but if we look at because uh, we're all our servants, whether we like it or not, we're all slaves yep. to this system. So here we go. Servants, yep. be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, and singleness uh, of your heart as unto Christ. So our singleness of our heart, uh, tell me if I'm right about this, and trembling and fear is to Christ, our Lord, we should fear him, not our, the people, you know, not the, the government and everybody else. We're supposed to, yeah, I fear not in the man nor beast. Right, and then it says, <laughs> uh, I, but I might be wrong, I bet just read it like uh, Ryan says it, but just read it now. Yeah, but let me read it again here, because I'm going to, I'll explain it to you, because it is good to read this next verse. To understand that first one, you got to look at the, back, the next one down, which okay. is verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers, 
but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. That's what singleness of heart is, is doing the will of God from the heart, not seeking your own vain pleasure and your own glory in anything. And it's, it's living God's way in a, in a violent, evil society. It's fear of not what man can do, but what God can do to you. And that's what he means by fear and trembling and singleness of your heart. It's being Christ-centered. Yeah, so it goes on further, too. So, you know, if we talk about this, now, you know, we've got to focus on Christ, but then it goes, and it talks, you know, uh, with, uh, as you just, well, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive from the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And ye masters, now he's talking about those who are exploiting us, do yep. the same thing unto them, forbidding, threatening, forbearing, knowing, forbearing threatenings, thank you, yep. uh, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of person with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And it goes on to put on the whole armor of God, you know, the um, you know, put on the whole armor of God, that she may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness in the world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take upon you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. The evil day, having done all to stand. So this whole thing that we're seeing, folks, from this violence going on to <clears throat> between the, the police and the these the unruly godly uh, godless people to the you know what's going on as far as this social engineering and all these staged events, this is all godlessness. This is yes, what this is. is. Engineered and, godlessness. You know, and that's what it is. And so when it's uh, the, you know, the gang's not going to beat the cop. He's not, they're not going to beat the police. They're not going to beat the, the government. This is all insanity. All of it is. And it's all yeah. godlessness. You know, if people were really in, in the spirit of God, true Christians, you know, whether it was the police officer or, or the gang guy, they'd be like, you know, it's, it's the same what we're doing. There's nothing to accomplish here. What are we doing? We're just... We're, we're uh, those are all. They're all. I hate to say it, but they're all under that influence in the hand of Satan himself. And they don't even realize it. I, I love this one. I'm gonna, I just want to share this first um, um, thing here on the um, armor of God, uh-huh. and I love to talk about the breastplate. I really do because I want to explain a couple things, Mike. Okay. A lot of people don't realize that ancient armor. It's not taught in school about the backside of the um, breastplate. There's actually either a chainmail leather, or steel pouch. Right. Centered over where your heart is. Um, that little pouch is set for a river stone. A good, I'd say about a good two two to three inches long by about two to three inches high. Right. And, and that right there is Christ. If you have Christ centered over your heart, nothing that the enemy is going to shoot at you or swing at you or, or hit you with in your chest is going to pierce your heart. But you can survive with a collapsed lung. You can survive with one kidney. You can survive with a partial lobectomy of your liver, your your intestines. But you can't survive if your heart is killed, destroyed, without a transplant. Right. 
And so if your heart is not guarded by Christ, you're going to fall right into the traps of this mentality of this age. And that's why I tell people all the time that when I talk to them about it, and I'm glad you mentioned the whole armor because I forgot that that was part of the whole armor of God lesson, is the, um, about the, um, we're wrestling not against principles. You know what I mean? We're, we're dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places. And right. so it goes back to that, and it goes back to that's what they're using NLP for. It's to program you into this lawlessness and this riotous state that everything you do has got to be violent. Violent, violent, violent. Buy about violence. It's all about violence. And they get these people engineered into this by what they show them on TV. I can't breathe. Um, we just discovered that that was another riot. And it's an illusion from one riot to the, another one. So they're trying to connect the dots. They didn't do it with Rodney King, but they're doing it with these violence. All right. But well, I, I imagine they probably did a right, right, uh, right. Rodney King, but we never know. We never noticed it because no. we weren't aware of the have, weapon the enemy was using. They did. They didn't give us the World Wide Web, the, the, the internet <laughs> wasn't available we, in that no. <laughs> and that's where the Satan has engineered a new weapon. And so and with the Internet, it's become a new weapon for Satan to excel in his uh, control of society. For lack of a better word, his grip on society is what I was looking for. But um, Absolutely. It's, it's one of the most natural uh, mindful tools they've created. I mean, if you look at all the on YouTube and on the Internet, and all of it, you see that's edifying others with Satan. Now, it you away from God and keeps you from reality, you know? Yep. Somehow you could be God-like. Maybe you have all the problems. So, but yeah, well, I find, you know, the thing is, back, going back to something that people think, like say about Christians, that somehow we're, uh, you know, it's it's just about, uh, it, they see it as like weakness or something but it's actually the essential strength is putting your faith in God. Oh, there's an echo going on there again. So. <laughs> yeah, that was my whole thing went all haywire for a second there. I was trying to figure it out myself. Uh, but yeah, it goes back to that lawlessness and that you could be a God, that you are God. And that you're going to be able to fight this battle without God. I mean, like that's, yeah. that's, that's what they're offering us. Without God, that's what you get. You, yeah, get, exactly. uh, you get a whole bunch of... Uh, you know, you know, guys in uh, stormtrooper suits, you know, looking like something straight out of Star Wars, and a bunch of other kids running around looting and stuff. It, it's a godless thing. If those people really were, you know, following Christ's example, you know, what are the two great com- commission or commandments that he has, right? Love God of all your heart, mind, and soul. And lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Is that love? Is that any love in that? No, no love in just uh, was that you sending me something? Yes, I'm just letting you. I just wanted to pass a message instead of putting it over the air. <laughs> yeah, but um, but like I said, is is um, the demonics at play is we forgot to love God with all our heart, and that, I mean I agree with you 100 percent on that. And I don't know what my dog's got a hold of, but she's got a hold of something. <laughs> well, we are chewing it and batting it around. We probably should wind down anyway, sir. But uh, yeah. But in summation, it's it's 
the reason, the whole motivation for me, my understanding NLP, and, and to sum it up, it's to know your enemy's weapon that he's using very well. And he's not only using, like I said, he's not only using video man, media, he's using clothing, he's using the newspaper, books that your children are reading, the picture, uh, pictures that they're seeing, advertisements, uh, what the school's promoting, all these all play into effect. And they're all subliminal. What the guidance counselor's teaching them, what the teachers are teaching them, all come to effect that they're wrestling against what you're teaching them. And it's best for the children to be educated and aware through a godly relationship with your family. That it's one mother, one father, raising a child in a godly household. And I'm not talking about the pseudo-God that this world is promoting, but the only one true God and the Son, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And that's the whole motivation behind my research in NLP. I am not an authority on it. I am just one person that has been studying the assault on our minds and the weapons they're using because I've had the first first-hand experience of this all my life and as an adult with my children and seeing them go from loving, God-fearing children to evil, society-driven children. And it ripped me apart to see this, that our oldest one, she'll talk occasionally, but she still says, well, you're weird. I don't agree with your your, uh, beliefs because that's not what we're taught in the church we go to. And they're in an ecumenically tied church and a 501c3 religion. And that's why they can't see what we see. They've got into these cults that they call churches nowadays. Yeah. And there's no other better word than cult, brother. Well, it's it's all. It's, at this point, it's like it's they have it. The, the system all is set up now that everything, every little thing, everything, every group, whatever it's, uh, and every organization is all about controlling your mind and keeping you away from God. So exactly. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if people actually believe in God, well, then, heck, you know, are you going to rob and steal from your brother? Are you going to be any good? Are you going <laughs> to lie, she? Are you going to be a, a member of a gang? Or, yeah. And by the way, the politics is nothing but organized gang. It's uh, organized mafia. Yep. Yeah, it's mafia it's, it's a gang. It's a gang. Uh, organized religion, at, especially in the priest class, is organized gang warfare. I mean, it's all that. So, I mean... <laughs> I agree, and that's why I uh, and that's why I keep saying it, and I don't mean to use the word I a lot, but you know that's why I think that's the hence the motivation of our, our ministry is to never have walls, never have a, a wall that electronically we can reach out to everybody that we can get the message out to, to quit being conformed to the world, know your enemy, and study diligently, because everyone's like, well, I don't understand those big words. I got to use the NIV. So you choose to use a, a, a manuscript that's been altered by the Egyptians for the one person to purpose to deceive, and you're buying into the same cult mentality that everybody else has already bought into versus understanding who God really is as a person and understand why we use the uh, Bible that the only Bible that was ever truly translated from Antioch and from the Greek manuscripts mm-hmm. and why we use the strong concordance to sharpen or understand more of what that word means. 
It's not to subvert the Word of God, because the Word of God is it's 100% accurate. It is to understand the Word of God in a more deeper manner. Amen, brother. Well, with that, do um, you mind uh, closing us with uh, prayer, or is it... Uh, oh, I would love to do that. I'd love okay. to do that, brother. All right. It's a pleasure. Any prayers, it's a pleasure. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we lift you up right now. We lift you up first. Forgive us of any trespasses we might have done, Lord. You, you tell us always to forgive those that trespass us as we forgive those that we trust. We ask for forgiveness for those that we trespass against. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for the education you've given us, the mind, the clarity of mind, Lord. Even these disability times, Lord, disabling times, these times of pure evil and bitterness and wrath and do what thou wilt mentality, Lord. We ask you to guard our hearts. Put that river stone of your grace on our hearts, over our hearts when we put on our blessing of righteousness, Lord. We ask you now, just lift up those that were listening. Lift up those people that are going to listen in passing of this lesson and of all the lessons of searching for their truth and searching for your divine word. We ask you now as we part ways, O oh Lord, just to bless our days and hallow them only for you and that and we diligently seek and understand your word more and more every day. And we thank you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, okay, folks, this is, uh, we've been talking and sharing this evening with Pastor uh, George Middleton Jr. You can find his YouTube channel there. It's called uh, George Middleton Jr. You can find it that way. And he has uh, good teachings and sharings, and he's a man who's trying to do what's right. And uh, I admire you, George, for all your your fight and spunk and the fact that you actually believe in Christ and try to do the right thing. I know, I know your life is not easy and, uh, you know, it's all for the glory of God though. Right. It's, it's less we boast. It's all, my fight is because God has called me to be who I am. It's not who I was, but it's who he wanted me to be and who he's designed me to be. Absolutely. And that's all of us. I hope uh, that we get together soon, my friend. Don't, don't, I'm looking don't. forward to talk again and not wait three months. Yeah. <laughs> I just got so busy and was ill myself. I, I know what, it, like you said, battling with your disabilities and your limitations and my limitations, then I add more injury to insult. And <laughs> I, it's good, too. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've grown a lot in the past three months, so there's a lot of things as far as doctrinally I, did, I was misunderstanding, so I've grown a lot. So yeah. I have broken away from a lot of the bondage and false religion and all that. We all do. We all do. And, you know, I'm still, there's still lies that I'm, I fell into and those false teachings that I fell into. And I praise God for opening our eyes to them. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, wait a minute, that ain't what it says. That ain't what it
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.